Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. You're an MMA fanatic and proud of it. You know all the fighters. You watch all the matches. You're listening to an MMA podcast right now. It's time to put your knowledge of the sport to the test at DraftKings.com. The exclusive daily fantasy sports partner of the UFC. At DraftKings, you can win huge cash prizes every time you play. Just select five fighters, stay under the salary cap, outscore your competition, and you can be on your way to a massive payday. Score points for significant strikes, takedowns, advances, knockdowns, and more. These are the biggest daily fantasy MMA contests anywhere, and only DraftKings has them. Play to win your piece of the $1 billion in prizes DraftKings is giving away this year. Don't miss out. So, call to action. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code ROASTED to play Daily Fantasy MMA for free this weekend during UFC Fight Night. DraftKings.com, the official Daily Fantasy sports partner of the UFC. Enter ROASTED to play for free now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com, that's DraftKings.com. Also, listen... Fighters are underpaid. We got to get these fighters more money. And we have a solution. Tip a fighter. It's not charity. It's 100% pay for performance. Rewarding fighters for exceptional performance. Majority of fighters are not paid enough to call it a profession. You tip other service providers, right? And they don't even put their health and safety on the line like these fighters do. Tipping fighters is simply the right thing to do. It's safe, fast, and easy to do. It takes less than a minute on our website. It's safe. Fast and easy to do. It takes less than a minute on their website, which is Tip a Fighter. Go to Twitter and Instagram at Tip a Fighter. Fighters, there's no reason to not join this, okay? You're in there anyway. Might as well make more money. So, fighters, sign up for Tip a Fighter. Fans, tip these fighters because they're entertaining us every single week. Go to tipafighter.com. Also, American Icon Autographs, A-I-A-S-E.com. They have the best sports and celebrity memorabilia and events. They have signed collectibles from the UFC, WWE, baseball, football, movies, and everything else in between. Their past signings have included Fedor, Sakuraba, Rampage, Big Nog, Hoist Gracie, Marlies Conan, and more. Check out their website to see who's signing next. Go to their events, meet their celebrities, and build your man cave. AIASE.com. The guy who runs it, his name is Sean. He is a great dude, sponsors some amazing fighters. He's a really, really, really great guy and a friend. So go to AIASE.com. So anyway, uh, Greg Wilson, how are you, man? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm just. I'm are you so, better today? Did you get some rest? I got some rest. I had to. I was like. I did a whole week in Arizona, which which was great. Then yeah. I drove back Sunday night. I, got, I didn't get up at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. They're going to take five, six hours. Then I got stuck in Orange County rush hour traffic. No, oh, man. That was an extra three hours. It took me eight hours to get home. And then we were, That's I, just bad timing. And we were supposed to do the podcast yesterday at, at noon, but yeah. things got screwed up. But then I had to coach. Then I did a show last night. And it was one of those things where... You're such a nut job. Start saying no. You don't got to say yes and I had to a everything. Date. I had a date, right? So I had this hot Tinder date. So okay. I, I You've been killing to, it on the Tinder. I, if so, there's a high score, you're going for it. So, I mean, this girl is beautiful. So yeah. I, I bring her to Jay Davis's show. Uh-huh. at uh, And normally I, I, I crush at uh, Monday but, night. But at you're the tired. You're, you're not just tired. You're exhausted. Exhausted. And it was a tough crowd. And, and it it's was, always a tough crowd there. No, not always. I've Usually it's a pretty tough crowd. This one was like, it was like half. Full. Theo Vaughn went on, but he brought a lot of friends, and so I went on after. Oh, okay. So, so there was good. Leaves, there was a friendly. People, energy. No, when he leaves, people leave because oh. <laughs> they came to see him. Right. And then I, I go on, and like the first couple jokes were like, huh. 
huh? And I'm just like, I'm in my head because I got right, this. right. And you have a short fuse right now because you're tired. I'm tired. My date's in the crowd. I had to co- coach wrestling that afternoon, so you're, I was exhausted. Yeah. And I just was like, this is a re- this is a recipe for disaster. It was one of those things where I was like, oh, it was. Like Jay Davis was laughing because he's like, man, this is. He's like, you destroy every single time, but you bring a date, and uh, <laughs> and the date was going great before I went on. I was, right. I was talking oh, to her because <laughs> I think the comedy is supposed to be the sealer dealer. Yeah, and this that's was, supposed to end it. But you, you no, nah, and it was you, one of those. You actually things. used it to to. Yeah, and then I was like kicking myself, beating myself up afterwards because I mean the set. It was the rough crowd. It was not just me. Like and I, I got him laughing. Even people said you were the best set of the night or even your bad sets were still better than everyone else's sets, you know, for me. But it was still like, fuck, man. I mean... Arizona every night, people were tipping me hundred dollars after my sets. They were yeah. like, "Funniest comic I've ever seen." You got to come back here. When are you coming back? Wow, those I people mean, really never see comedy. Thank you. Uh, so <laughs> they it's were like, a even like even like the wait staff was like, "Oh, you're my new favorite." Comic. All this shit, and then of course the one of course, time I was, I was trying to impress this chick, and and I shouldn't even bring dates to the comedy show because it's not. I'm not on a date. I'm here there to work, and my mind is like in two different places. I'm, I'm, but we've always done that because it's a cheap date. I, I know. And and if we do well, then they have no reason to not fuck us. I know. I got like one hour. So I have literally so wait, a wait, one wait. hour. It of all sleep. comes down to this: Did you get laid? No, I did not get laid. Wow, that's I, a tough show. But it was our first date. That's it a was, tough set. I then. brought her back though. We we did hook up. We did, oh, okay. You know, we, I definitely. I'm going to see her again. We had a great little time. hand job. Little hand job. No hand job. It was just a little make out session in the car. But it was uh, it was one of those things where I think little finger bang. When I first started knuckle, doing comedy, I think I, I used to chicks used to hook up with me after my sets because they felt bad for me. Like I was very vulnerable. You're and so it, wrong. It brought me back to that. It was like <laughs> it brought me back to those girls days. didn't sleep with you. They slept with you in spite of doing well because you were you looked like you were in a boy band. I don't you were know. Just crazy Crazy, adorable, and trying to do comedy. Listen, we all hated you. Thank you. Because we used to actually do well and not get laid. And then, I mean, not that you would do bad, but you would do okay and still get uh, just crazy ass. And, and you were wearing the little boy band jeans. I did with the that. fucking rips. Okay, I know. And all that shit. All right, thank you. I know all this. Okay, so <laughs> we ended I ended up taking the girl back. Whatever. I didn't hook up, but I had a great time with the Well, you girl. did hook up. No, I, I we made like, out. We made out. Late. We made out. I'm going to see her again. But it was one of those things where I was like, Jesus, like, uh, and then even today I had therapy this morning. I canceled yeah. it. I just slept in. I needed sleep. I pushed. You my, needed to sleep. I needed to sleep. So uh, uh, I had a crazy week last week too. I went to go last t- uh, Tuesday. I didn't know what to do. I had an, uh, another date, uh, and <laughs> I took her to go see Buck Cherry. Okay, wait for one second though. Yeah. I would like to remind everyone about how I've discussed previously yeah. about your swings from sweet. Girl, live together. Number one, two, whore, trash, ride. Oh yeah. Well, these are not whore, trash, ride girls. Okay? I, I'm just saying, you go on this incredible run of ass when you're like you're either committed or it's like boom, boom, well, boom. No, I, I'm, I'm, I am looking for the right person. I am. I'm just on an extensive search. <laughs> Under- so. <laughs> Underneath every skirt. No, not every skirt. Not every skirt. But so I'm anyway, just saying, you do great. We went to go see Buck Cherry. Right. Uh, and, and that was pretty fun. We got in free. Yeah. And uh, Buck Cherry, it was crazy seeing them because like, they still that like... Every song is about like cocaine, BJ's, whiskey, fuck, you know? Yeah, yeah. But the crowd's all like... Now it's like women whose kids are there with them. Right, you know? right, right. It's like women that have had way too much surgery. Yeah, it's, it's not like the same. Yeah. Soccer practice. It was kind of funny, but they put on a <laughs> good show. 
That band was like huge at one point. They yeah. almost made it. Like they made it. They were almost huge. They just didn't, you know. Dude, I've seen him live. That guy, when I saw him, I'm like, of course you're a rock star. Look at you. Yeah. Of course you are. Like he has the perfect abs. Yeah. You know, his dick's almost shit. Like he wears the jeans just above the dick. Yeah. No, you know what a, I mean? Like, like you could, you know, one like a smidgen and you see the, the dick line start. And that that's where he wears his jeans because he's got those crazy abs. Well, he's got the voice. He's got the face. Yeah. It's like, I guess he's been sober since he was 23. That guy, like, yeah. I guess he. But he, that's it, how good looking he is. He he filled up at 23 <laughs> and was like, show. I gotta stop. Or I like die. it though. I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, so I went to Arizona last week. I drove to Arizona. The shows were great at the House of Comedy. Yeah, one of those clubs. They treat you great. The 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 staff was super cool. Yeah, the bartender was hot. But I've learned my lesson. Was hooking up with bartenders because I've been banned from shows. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. That's like, not, just stay away from the staff. Stay away from the. Staff. I got banned from a club for asking <laughs> a bartender to hook me up with coke. Really? <laughs> yeah. No. No way. And she yeah. told on you? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's bullshit. She ratted me out. They never had me back. So, uh, yeah, so that's the thing. And which is hard, though, because, like, when the wait staff likes you, like, not only do, like, they if they hit on you, not only they, it's, like, hot to have a hot chick hit on you, but you know they've seen every other comic. So right. They're, they're, and like, they're like, this my, one's worth fucking. But they're like, you're my favorite comic. You're like, now you, it's not just a regular person saying that. It's someone that sees comics every single week. Yeah. You know? And so, it's probably hit on by those comics every single week. Exactly. Uh, so, it was cool. Actually, Chris Pendleton, who was a two-time national champion who beat Ben Askren uh, twice. He invited me to come to ASU. He's like, hey, come here. Oh, yeah, he, and that's a major program, right? He was like, a major program. Right. Like, that's where Bubba went. Right, that's Ryan what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He beat Dalloway, Cain Velasquez, wow. uh, Aaron Simpson. Uh, great wrestling, uh, you know, great group of people. So he invites you to practice. So I show up to ASU wrestling <laughs> practice, right? Oh, man. And <laughs> the whole team is lined up. And then the coaches, which is Zeke Jones, who's an uh, you know Olympian wrestler, and Chris Pendleton, they're like, hey, Hey, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm listening to them and they're kind of giving their speech like, oh, you know, we got practice at eight o'clock in the morning. We pushed it back. It was supposed to be at seven. Get your eight hours of sleep. You know, they're talking to these kids. And then they, it's like joke Friday or something where a, a comic tells a joke. So then they look at me like, hey, the, the comic tells a, a, a joke. I'm not a comic. A, one of the wrestlers tells a joke to the team. It's like okay. a simple knock, knock joke. Right, right, right. And then they go, hey, by the way, we have a comedian here. <laughs> Who's gonna do some time? Let's do. I was like, what? I had no. You got invited for a guest set at a yeah. wrestling match, and nobody had told me like, hey, you're gonna do time for the right. So I'm like, so now they're all expecting me to be fucking funny. I'm like, it's like, and this is not a good setup. There's no mic. There's no stage. It's one in the afternoon. Yeah. No mic. No setup. I thought I was just watching wrestling practice. Yeah. So then I start telling jokes. Like I do my. Luckily, cardi- you have jokes. Yeah, and then they're all laughing, and it, I tell like these filthy jokes about yeah. like uh, good about call Kardashians. Bruce Jenner, I was. They were all like, ooh, oh, oh, they were all laughing, and a couple of them came to my show, which is pretty bad. Oh, that's great. I've always wanted to be on a wrestling uh, D one wrestling program as a wrestler. I right. Went, I've now come as a comic. Uh, right. I was, was gonna say, now you're a supporter. You're an athletic supporter. <laughs> but yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm not a jock, you fuckhead. <laughs> but one of the um, you're a groupie. I'm. I'm not a fucking groupie. Okay? Are you sure you're not a groupie? No, maybe a little bit. So okay. uh, <laughs> it was funny though. Like they um. So I was actually watched practice, and they were going over the same moves I'm teaching my kids pretty much a little better right. uh, but I'm like I was like wow they really are going over the basics I, I thought at a D1 level they were going to go over some kind of crazy moves that I right 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 six right. point fucking Greco-Roman throw it, still no, doing the basics very and I came back and showed my kids the moves like yeah. I was like wow this is great uh, and then so that was awesome then there was a guy that I met so like they came to my a bunch of them came to my show maybe um, they thought you were a spy 
<laughs> they're like, actually, hey guys, kid. nothing advanced in front of the noob. There was a kid from my, my boarding school, actually, from Hyde School, uh, where I went. Oh, yeah. On the team. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. The headmaster told me that afterwards. That's pretty damn cool. I wish I would have known that. Yeah. So. I thought you hated that school, though. No, I loved it. Oh, you loved that school? I loved it. I yeah. thought you hated it. I know. No, I absolutely not. You I, loved it. Okay. I loved it. When I was there, I hated it. Okay. I, <laughs> I was going to say, I remember the stories being more like, it was, yeah, no, I didn't hate it. It was a really, really tough school. It was yeah. character education and. You couldn't lie, steal, cheat, drink, have sex. You have to like wake up. If I, I can go on forever. Uh, that, I, a, I didn't even go there, and I fucking hate it. That's just a, it's that a whole different show, but it was great. It was great for building character. I would not be a comedian today okay. and have a podcast and do everything I'm doing if not for that school. So, anyway, so this yeah, kid, you'd be a star. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, that night, so a bunch of wrestlers come to my show. Uh, one of them, this guy James Johnson, who was the coach of the Olympic Greco team in the U.S. And then, and then this. So I, I like this guy comes. This guy Kenny Lester. He's just like. He's this big kind of heavyweight, fatter, like chubby guy. And he's like, he's like, he comes up to me after the show. He's like, hey, man, cauliflower ear. He goes, dude, tonight, okay, I got strippers coming to meet us. Uh, oh, yeah. We're going, to, we're going to a college frat party. And, and, I, and I own this bar. Uh, so I'm like, what? He's, he's, he's like, come out with us. So I'm like, all right. Totally. You got to go with that. This is a story, right? Yeah. So I'm Especially like, if he owns a bar. How did, okay. So, so it's me, him, and then some other guy uh, who was at one point ranked in like sixth in the nation, two heavyweights. We go out. He starts telling me how he was a, a sophomore at ASU. He made $3 million in the first couple months on the internet. He's like a, one of these market web, like, Sends web traffic to people and develops oh, this like, okay, software right. so program. So he's got all these, cl- yeah, okay. Made a shit ton of money. Yeah. Like, and now, so. It probably didn't actually help any of those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I guess he's like, so now he owns, he owns a bar. Yeah. He owns a comic book store in town. And wow. He, and he runs this business. So I, I go out and like meet this guy out, right? And the funny part is, so now he wants to get back into wrestling, right? So right. he found out that he's 116. Samoan. So he started the wrestling program at America Samoa. You know America Samoa? Yeah. It's like the little country. Yeah, the tiny little island. The island. So yeah, he's with on, giant people. I'll tell so, you a Samoan story. So he's on their wrestling. He started the wrestling program. He's now going to the, the world championships as part of the America Samoan wrestling team. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's a genius. Because he's 116 Samoan. So, hey, I'm 116th black. I'm with, Actually, I'm 18th black. That's so, what. So, and he funds the whole team. He, he's going to send us stuff. America Samoan wrestling. That's awesome. Meanwhile, I introduce him as like, oh, he's on the America Somalia wrestling team. I thought Somalia, it was, good work. Yeah, so like <laughs> he's one sixteenth Somalian. He'd be skinny as shit. So we go out with him. I think the uh, first. I think the guy's full of shit because I'm like he's telling me all this stuff. I'm like, there's no way this is true. Next thing I know, these three strippers show up at this bar. I'm at a college bar. I'm, and then this other guy, uh, this Jamil Kelly, Olympic silver medalist, came out. Chris Pendleton showed up. These strippers come out, which I guess are like webcam girls that he works nice. with. It was just. I, I had a blast. I, I, <laughs> I didn't hook up with the strippers. Yada yada yada. No, I woke no, up no, with no. red I, shit I, on I my. I ended dick. up going home, right? But just going home, like. But I was just laughing my fucking ass off. Yeah. I was at a, a college bar. It was just that's so great. Oh, it was so much. It's a good fun. time. Yeah, I had a couple terrible Tinder stories. By the I way, I got in trouble for drinking at a college bar. When? The other day. Why? I went, to, I went to the University of Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin and Milwaukee. And I was with another comic. I was like, where's the other comic? They're like, oh, he's down at the bar. I'm like, oh, okay. And and they're like, do you want to go? Do you want to hang out with him? Or do you want to hang out with the gre- in the green room? I can walk you down there. I'm like, well, let's go down there. They go down. They seat me at the bar. So I have a couple drinks. Yeah. Because I'm at the fucking bar. Right. So... <laughs> so- 
<laughs> and then I go up and I have an amazing show. I mean, it was my first truly baller. Since then, I've had another one. Like, they've been going great finally. Because right. I was hating them for a little. I didn't think they were going. Now they're going great. Yeah. Had an amazing show. Everything goes great. I, and then I get a phone call from my agent going, did you drink at the bar? Why? And you I'm like. Uh, yeah, because they took me to the bar. And she's like, well, apparently, and this part I didn't know about, apparently in my contract it says I'm not going to drink before, after, anywhere near the show. Okay. So that's on me. I, I should have read that in my contract and thought about that. You, but, you I mean, get, I signed this contract, you know, what, now how a year and a half ago. How, how drunk were you? I wasn't drunk at all. Oh, that's so I just had, like, a shot of Jack and a beer. Whatever. That's nothing to me. So dumb. Okay? So then... Maybe it was a double shot, but whatever. The point is, it's nothing to me. <laughs> I wasn't drunk at all. It was perfectly fine. I had a great time. Uh, and it was a great show. And that's the thing. They didn't complain about the show. They said yeah. the show was great. <laughs> they could, But they were like, but he drank at the bar. And then they said that I wanted to go back to the bar after the show, which was true because it was in the same building and I thought it was totally cool. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> so I guess, they, I guess if they hire a performer, they don't want him drinking at the bar. Right, and now I'm like, I'm not, I'm sorry. That's on me. I should never have done that. I'm never drinking again anywhere near these kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's That's unbelievable. It. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, so dude, so a couple funny Tinder stories. So this this <laughs> this girl on Tinder, she's just like cougar esque girl. So she um she's like forty something. But I like the one I saw you with the ha ha. She had some big taters. Oh yeah, that one's cool. Was that good? Was that a good one? That, that, yeah, that was. Too, what happened that she's one? Like, well, we're we're, we're we're I don't know. It's it's still new. You know, everything. <laughs> Everything is new. I'm not I love it when you like try and gauge the right words. Uh, okay, I don't want to say that I boned her, but I boned no, her. No, I'm not going to make uh, the mistake of committing like 100% to someone right off the bat because I keep doing that. And then I end up getting That is your thing. And but, then you're there for the, you're there three years longer than you want to be. <laughs> my ex actually the relationship's my, my ex three and a half years. broke up with me. I said I wasn't giving her what she needs, the one who was like I Yeah, cuckoo nuts. So she texts me with a picture of us. She goes, I miss us. Right. So I, I wrote I don't know what to write back, so I just wrote back, You're a nice person. Because <laughs> that was a way of saying like like I, what, I don't miss us, right. but I'm not going to insult you. Right. So I go, you're a nice person, and that, that way you should have been like, thank God you have that picture to remember us by. Yeah. I was just, <laughs> so this cougar, like, she's he might be back to her place, right? She's yeah. Like, and and she, I, I, I like come over. I don't even know her. Okay. It's, it's late. It's late. She, it's just so I'm like, what is this? Like an adventure? What's going to go on? Is this her place or your place? Her place. Okay. Her house in Arizona. Ooh, I like she's got this. two kids, but they're not there, right? So, <laughs> so she might be over. And she's on the phone. I'm talking to her. And she's like, "Oh, you know, I, I'm I'm really hot, and I'm it's like warm here, and I'm in bed, and all this stuff." So I'm like, "I don't know what's going. What I don't know what to think, make of this." I show up. What do you mean you don't know what to make of this? Like I don't need. Like I'm not like a, a, a gentleman caller. Like this is the first <laughs> time I fucking met her, right? So I don't. I, I haven't met her yet. So I walk in there. She's like, I've been walking, watching your comedy all day, and starts quoting all my jokes, going to all my videos. I'm like, okay, that's that's good and bad. Okay. Good and bad. And then she's like, sit down. And then she's like, you came from the bottom. And blah, blah blah. I respect that. Thank you. And then she's like, so why are you single? I'm like, well, oh, I'm on the boy. road a lot. I have, okay. She's like, well, how come you have no kids? Uh, and then next thing I know, it was seventy five questions in a row of oh like of what's and, and she was drunk and just annoying and just, oh drunk woman and then she was like and all you're like like should I just unzip my pants and whip it out or should I leave insulting, or? insulting LA, LA LA is so dirty and then millionaire matchmakers on the TV so I'm like oh I know Patty oh no you don't so she's like I'm Ugh. funny I should be a comedian and then she's like do you get nervous on stage I'm like no I don't well you look nervous well I'm not nervous she's like well how can you look nervous I'm, I'm just not that nervous I'm doing 18 years oh well 
wall. Uh, I, I would assume you'd be farther along. That pissed me off when she said that, Ooh, right? Because I was like, yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty far along. I was on Leno twice. I was far along in the last comic sitting. And now I'm like proving myself to a girl. Right. You just met. You came over in the middle of the night. And then so, she's like, oh my she's like, that's God, this is the worst. She's like, so what was Leno like? And this is when being single is just not worth it. So I got up and I was like, this is not working. Yeah. I was like, I go, we, did, we just don't have the chemistry. I'm sorry. What? You're going to leave me? But I'm so hot. Uh, and I, I don't want to be like, well, you're not that hot. You know? Right. She, <laughs> right. she really was not that hot. Right, you know? Right. I mean, so I just left. I just fucking got it. I was like, this was like, this was fucking That's the hard. right move too. Because the worst is sticking around trying to ride it out and it never works. Something falls apart at the end. She passes out, starts crying. Either way, when it heads down that path, you know where just dr- fucking pull the chute, get out of there. When I was, when I was younger, I would have rode it out. I would have right. been like, you know what? I'll, just I'm try to maybe get it in the morning. Something. Nine right. o'clock in the morning, I'm, I'm going to go for it. Right, but right. I'm like, now I'm just like, fuck this. Yes, I totally. Don't, I don't have the time anymore. That's the right move. That's when you know you're an adult. When you could just be like, fuck this, I'm out. Or you're like, just lazy. Wait, how can you, what? No, I can leave because I don't need this. She, that's what happened. Yeah. Honestly, I was like, this is, what is this? And then I'm realizing that like, like Tinder, there's a lot of fucking psychos on this thing. Listen, there's a reason they're still available. I mean, men, men are, men are, guys are showing cockpits and shit on, like, I've had a lot of girls tell me, yeah, this dude, like, would, would not leave me alone. You know, he picked me up to go out with next thing I know, I'm back at his house and he locked it down. Like, I've had, I've heard stories about guys just being over aggressive or whatever, but the women, some of them are, are pretty insane as well. Uh, yeah, for, man. for example, this other chick shows up to my show. I read her to the show, which was a mistake because she shows up drunk with her three friends and um, and she looked nothing like her pick. I actually wrote a bit about how I think Tinder should reimburse you, okay? <laughs> there should be an insurance plan where if the girl doesn't look like her pick, they should pay for the surgery so that she does, you know? <laughs> so she shows up, she's fucking drunk, hammered. Mm. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Because now I brought the fucking heckler into Right, the- exactly. Uh, if they have to have hecklers that are already there, now I'm importing them, right? <laughs> so, so, so I'm walking around the club, she's following me around. Like, and I'm like, listen, I, I kind of need my space for the comedy show. And then she's like, she's, so then I'm just like, I, I like tell security, I go, dude, this, this chick, like she's, she's nuts. Uh, you may have to kick her out, you know? And then he's like, okay, what about her? She brought her friends. Her friends were cute. He's like, what about her friends? I go, if, if she, so anyway, the girl was like twitching the whole show. She, she didn't fucking, uh, she actually didn't heckle. Cause I was like, man, it's hard enough to do comedy on a late show, headline it. Now I got to worry about this fucking drunk Chick heckling. Who? What if I? What if she yells out Tinder or something? Now everyone's gonna think we have a pre-established, you know, a pre-established relationship. So she actually sends me like she texts me nineteen texts in like the morning, and I'm going to read. Want me to read them? Oh yes. Okay. So, so, so I just fucking like bounced right <laughs> right when she came. I fucking left with yeah. those with those college kids. Right. So then, so she so she writes me like uh, I, I wore painful shoes for you last night what the hell was wrong with you i even brought an overnight bag you're all fucked up what the hell was wrong with you holy shit i, I have not text back i and i i, I said the three hey, no response is your best response with a psychopath not sure what happened but i'm kind of thinking you said you're drunk no i said you were drunk because like she came i'm like hey listen i think you're drunk maybe you shouldn't come to the show yeah and she's like she goes yeah i said yeah maybe i didn't eat dinner tonight so i guess that's possible is that a problem isn't that the goal for saturday night good job i achieved my goal i woke up naked I never sleep naked and I was home alone what the hell's up with that if you're not laughing after all this you should be 
Uh, no, I'm, I'm not. What? This girl's crazy. I'm supposed to be naked with you. I haven't had sex in a year. But my God, <laughs> you're so hot. I would have. She's she goes, so crazy. She uh, can't then, even get anybody to finish the job. Then she goes, okay, I'm done fucking with you. Like, you're done. Like, what? And then she goes, you're so hot. What the hell happened? I have no idea. I would have flown out to see you. That's how hot you are. I'm like, dude, like, this was fucking. Uh, uh, like what? What is this? What? What's going on, Greg? Yeah, dude, that's craziness. Well, that's what's on Tinder. No, because I met a couple other girls that like were totally cool and normal and fucking. I'm just saying that's for the well, they're cool and normal now. They just are saving theirs for a little later <laughs> before they show before it unravels in front of you. Yeah, dude. you know, like the one you just dated. Uh, so th th I mean, there's a reason they're still on the market. It's like a really great house. You're like, how is this? Oh my god, great neighborhood. It's all. Oh, it's got it. It's only this price. It's unbelievable. Then you find out it's fucking haunted, and that's why it's been on the market. Every fucking three years. That's a great bit. Okay. Is, that, is, that, is that your bit? No. That's but, hilarious. I want know, that bit. Yeah. That is so you know, funny. You move in, you're like, ah, ah, fucking demons start showing totally, up. Totally. Knives are shooting out of drawers. Andy Dick's running around. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. Yeah. It was insane. Anyway, speaking of uh, insaneness, uh, we have Dennis Hop. Oh, wow. The Bunny Ranch. And I know this is the MMA podcast. Sorry, we got sidetracked. Uh, we will talk MMA. We have yet to get tracked. We have two, we have a two We've hour done show. Sponsors and sex talk. <laughs> we have a two hour show. So uh, So we're filling the time. Stick with us. Yeah, we're gonna get to emanation. Hey Dennis Hoff, how are you? I'm great. How are you? This is Adam Hunter. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast with the Greg Wilson. How you doing, buddy? Absolutely. I actually, uh, I actually met you a couple years ago. We were at the Improv. Uh, it was Kamikaze Comedy Night. Uh, we we showed like this this crazy show, and you were there in Hollywood at the Hollywood Improv. I know, cause I remember it very well. You know, I love comedy because if I'm not, if I'm not having sex, I want to be laughing. <laughs> now, now, what a life! Seriously, what a life! Now, I I, I read that you've had sex with over four thousand women. I've had sex with 4,000 women, and, and my last girlfriend uh, said he's a liar. Every time I'd say that, he, he's a liar. Do the math. And, and you know what? She's right. But I quit counting it for What I said is I quit counting it 4,000. Right. It's probably like 12,000. Well, I, I, she, she kind of figured it out. She's a, a, a college graduate, but probably she thinks more like 7,000. 7, 7, so, I mean, but, that's you know, good. Isn't that's... something that I have to be with that many women and, uh, in my lifetime. Now, is it hard to still get excited when you've been over 7,000 women? No. I, I'm, right now, I'm on my way back from my southern Nevada ranch just to the Bunny Ranch in northern Nevada, and I'm dying to get to bed with a couple of girls, and I've got a great threesome lineup. Go to BunnyRanch.com and look at Cressa Kisses and Taylor Lee. God, this sounds and great. And within three hours, I'll be right between them. <laughs> wow. That's that's unbelievable. I mean, but that's what I mean. Like, I mean, I want to be your dick. Do you, I mean, do you keep having to, do you keep having to up the ante with threesomes and stuff, or is is one girl boring to you? No, not really. As long as it's a new girl, you know. Like you're saying, as long as it's a new girl, then you're fine. Well, yeah, I hear that from guys all the time. They come into the ranch and they say, "Dennis, why do I have to use Viagra with uh, my wife, and I don't have?" To with your girls because it's new. Totally, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think that's you know that's been my. I'm so fortunate that 
I don't have to wake up with the same person every day. And and when I, you know, a lot of guys, when they're with their wife, they have to think of other things to stimulate themselves. You know, they have to reach into the spank bank and try to find something. Well, I don't have to do that because I'm with a different girl. You're making the spank bank deposits <laughs> all day long. Hey, let me ask you this. Were you ever married? Did you try living that life first and then say, you know what? Nah, I need a thousand bitches. I tried it. Hell yeah. When I was 18, I was married, married for nine years. Right. Well, uh, that's a and, tough and time just, to be married just to. Just recently, just recently I, I tried living with a girl and a girl named Christina Scott. I, I tried living with her and, and, uh, I thought it was going to work. I thought, you know, I, I want to live an extra 20 years. I'll start instead of staying out till three in the morning, having sex with different girls. I'll, I'll get some sleep and live that life. Oh my God. I was so bored. I want to shoot myself. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you, you can't, you, you, you can't go back and you can't go back. I mean, it's one thing, it's one thing to dabble, but like you, you're just so far over the line, you know? Uh, now, now it's, exactly. It's like, it's like a, any kind of addiction where you start eating or drinking or whatever it is, it's just like, I'm so far over the line. And it's like, I don't, I think it's like normal to sleep with a couple of chicks in a day. <laughs> and it is. And, uh, no, it's not. For him. For him. Yeah. For yeah. No, your life is completely skewed. Uh, now, <laughs> now I, but, you but build, I do. You my day life. goes like this. My go, day goes like this. I'm oh, at 4:30 doing East Coast radio stations, and then I work my way across the country. And then, uh, and then when all that's over, I, I take and I go down to this place where I always have a, di a different girl or one that I like. I get some wheatgrass. Uh, a, a big Starbucks coffee, mm. and I come back to the house, and, and we get down. That's my day. And then in the afternoon or evening, I like I like to take a nap, uh, someplace between four thirty and five, and then spend a half hour to myself. Then have a girl come over, and my mind's clear. It's like it's like restarting your computer, and my mind's clear, and I'm ready to go. And and then that's all I think about is sex. Yeah, I think you're an addict, but you know what, man? You you know you've you've made no, you made turned it, work. it into your into a lie yeah, in a you, career. You've made it work. I mean, you're like an Olympian you know, at at this. Like the uh, like the shaver, the Remington shaver guy. I like the company so much. I bought I bought the, I like the product so much. I bought, bought the, the company. company. <laughs> sure did. I know it's 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 it's. it's I mean, well, you definitely... Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman got me into it. You know, I I took and I started dating. I moved to Reno in in the '75. Started dating a girl. She lied to me and told me she was a buyer at Macy's. And um, finally, she told me the truth. And the first night I went out there, I met Andy Kaufman. Kaufman and I and Bob Zamuda, the founder of Comic Relief, yeah. became big-time friends. Bob's, Bob stays at least a couple nights a week there now. You couldn't get all the girls he slept with in the parking lot. Wow. And, um, and so Andy, in about 78, Andy said, Dennis, you're a businessman. Buy this place. Treat everybody like you and I are being treated. You because you're the boyfriend, me because of, of my celebrity status, and you you got a winner. And Andy was right. That, that's what it is. And he coined, he coined the phrase, Dennis Hoff's world famous Moonlight Bunny Ranch, not just sex and adventure. Nice. It's, it's, it's amazing. I actually when I um when I when I, I did uh the uh ca I did the the improv in like Reno. 
on the, on the bed, it said that you can get a free tour right when you get to the club. You get a free tour of the Bunny Ranch, and I didn't. Yeah. Go, I, I did not go because I was afraid I would not leave. <laughs> I was, I was like, you know what? I don't even want to. I'm like, I, I, I like know me. I know my personality. That's all I'll be thinking about is is the Bunny Ranch. Oh. Like my entire comedy. You got to you got to come up there. Every celebrity is every every. In fact, there was a, there's a wall in the VIP suite. It had so many big names and nice things written on it that I finally took a photograph of it and then I, I painted it out because I didn't want a girl to photograph it and embarrass some it. comedians yeah, yeah. that act like they're monogamous. Wow. Now, uh, isn't uh, uh, Carrot Tops a, a, a huge fan, right? Isn't he always there? He's a great, he is the greatest guy. Carrot Tops used to go in the back. We have, we have a rear entrance, blacked out limos. Uh, the girls can take and go back to the VIP suite instead of the guys coming to the parlor. And that's where Carrot Top used to go. And then one night he said, I don't care. I'm going down there. And he had, you know, he has a great time because uh, he had that contract with AT&T, which yeah. had a, a, a false club in it, and, uh, just like I do with HBO. Like I, I, I'm very careful not to take, get pictures taken if there's a, an orgy. In fact, one time, uh, one time Dennis Rodman had a, a party at a strip club and we had about 20 girls, me and Tracy Morgan. And the next day in page six, it said that, that Dennis Rodman's bodyguards confiscated all the girls' cell phones out of respect to Dennis Hoffman, the Bunny Ranch and Tracy Morgan. Well, I mean, well, I mean, right now you're in the news. Uh, I mean, you're on Nancy Grace, you're on CNN because of the whole Lamar Odom thing. Now, from what I understand, Lamar Odom, uh, needed a break. He, he 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 he's a good friend of yours. He came out. He spent seventy five thousand dollars for two days. Right, the girls were all on their on his beck and call. Two days. He took ten herbal Viagra's, which you guys sell there. Uh, got into went into a, a, a coma, and then the rest is kind of history. And now he's sort of coming out of it. Is that correct? Well, close. Uh, he came out, and uh, on the way out there, he talked about the. How how what a uh, how the Kardashians how Chloe was very vindictive. He talked about his father being a drug addict. His mother he loved died young, and um, he also I'm going to break something here with you. He also talked about Madison Montag. Now Madison Montag is the first legal tranny pre-op tranny, and manager said, "Are you going to party with Madison?" And he said, "Well, maybe, but I want to meet all the girls." Now he decided to pick two girls. Uh, and party with them. And in and, and prostitution, it's the girl's job to get as much money as they can and give the best party they can. Yeah. It's the guy's job to get it as cheap as possible. But he, he dictated the terms. He, they asked him, what do you want to do, Lamar? How long do you want to do it for? And he says, I want five days. I want five days, two girls, 24 hours a day. Anything goes, no holds bar. You do whatever I ask. I'll give you $75,000. Wow. Sounds like a good price. That's a fair rate. That's a lot of money. Now, uh, according to TMZ, uh, so I guess he had he had some cocaine in his system, but he, he didn't bring drugs there, or he did, but now you're not paying the girls uh, their money because you think that they might have been dishonest with you? Well, what he, what he did is he promised he wouldn't. My manager talked to him. He promised he wouldn't bring any drugs. And, uh, and we think, we don't think he... He did uh, because he was sleeping, he was eating, and typically cokeheads don't do that. Yeah. So 
now, now my thought process has changed, you know, because I was on Dr. Drew a couple times, and Dr. Drew saying this herbal herbal supplement, smoke screens, red herring. The bottom line is he was doing coke, he was doing or crack, he was taking sleeping pills, which TMZ substantiated, and drinking cognac. That's that's the death recipe for most celebrities. Oof. That's how they go out by having the combination. What we did to control these girls, when this came down, we refused to pay them. Typically, we, we wait four or five days when it's a credit card and to pay them because the money has to clear the bank. We refused to pay them and said, no, you're going to be available for the district attorney, for the police department, for Lamar's family. I want you available. You're not going to take this money and run and, and leave me here with this mess. And so we're holding back the money. Will we pay them? Absolutely. And uh, but we're going to make sure that they answer all the questions that need to be answered. Right. By, uh, by the way, back to the uh, the transsexual uh, prostitute. Has Lamar been with her before? He had not, but they were socializing uh, on social media on Instagram. They were private messages, private messaging <laughs> each other. Wow. Uh, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that tells us. Maybe he was uh, working but, uh, up to it. That was going to be the big day five finale. Big day I, five finale. He's like, you know what? Today we're mixing it up. Get out, ladies. Yeah, he keeps up. Now, you have a huge problem with the Kardashians. Uh, you don't like Chloe, right? You said she go fuck herself. Well, basically, you know, here's what I, first of all, what is this? What is this family famous for? Chris Jenner is famous. Because their best friend got murdered right. in the Paris playbook, except she ramps it up a notch by having sex with with the rapper. Right. Uh, what what else? What else are they famous for? Uh, well, uh, the father is now famous for being uh, uh, a transgender, <laughs> but at one point he was the best athlete in the world. Right? I mean, that's you know. Yeah. Well, that's but that's the that's the yeah. That's, that's not, not a, the he's father. Not a Kardashian. Of but, but, he's not a Kardashian. Listen, well, look at the Kardashian men. I mean, uh, you know, you're probably going to see uh, see Kanye walking down Santa Monica uh, with a dress someday. <laughs> you Caitlyn, the best athlete in the world, is now wearing a dress. Yeah, you, you've you've got uh, the, the, the the brother. Did, didn't he gain like a hundred pounds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what what happened to Reggie Bush? Anybody heard of him lately? Uh, I think he's still playing, but I, I think. Um... I mean, uh, uh, Ray J. I don't know what happened with like Ray J. Yeah, he even released a, a single called "I Hit It First. Really? Yeah, and it didn't do anything for him. And either. then the other basketball player that was on the 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 the, the, uh, the Nets. Yeah, I forgot what happened with Humphreys. Him. Wasn't that Chris yeah, Humphreys? Yeah, Chris Humphreys. But Chris, people... Chris Humphreys. Boy, what a mess! What a mess that was. Boy, no I kidding. Mean, I, and and look at Lamar. I mean, obviously there was a a, a love thing there, and and so anyway, the the bottom line is this. I expected Chloe to call me, Dennis, give me information. What, what, is there anything we don't know that doctors need to do to, to help Lamar's situation? No, I didn't get that. I got a call from a rude bitch from 42 West publicist saying, don't do any media. Don't talk about this. But Chloe, give any media leads you get, you send them to Chloe to me. I'll give them to Chloe. She'll do it. I said, well, why don't you tell Chloe to go to hell? And, oh, and, and you know, by the way, if she's so into this guy, why are my hookers waking up with him 
and not her. Yeah. yeah, and also wasn't she dating James Harden? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the guy's sick. Yeah. She just like leaves the new boyfriend, and it, it is. It does seem a little bit like she's trying to like get become get the the whole spotlight out, out of this. Like what? Is, well, absolutely. That's what they well, do. Look, there's a there's a tragedy. This is a tragedy. It's a terrible situation where there's self inflicted, uh, where there's suicide, an accident, whatever. But I, the reports I'm getting is they showed up at the Desert Hospital in Las Vegas with a camera crew. Yeah. And then oh. finally the hospital cut them off. Think this one through. They're moving into L.A. Is there any other reason than the Kardashians live there? Uh, I don't think so. And and the fact that they probably went hospital shopping and said, we're going to bring a celebrity here. We're going to bring attention to your hospital, but you have to give us open access so we shoot our TV show. Yeah. It's just Yes, it's just a guess. It's a damn good one. And the other thing is, I split up with this girl, this Christina Scott, and she hates me because I bang all the chicks. Okay, and I told her up front, I'm going to do this, and then the, and then they still hate you for it. And that girls always tell you, be honest with me. Yeah, you can't handle the truth. Hell so, no. how would you like? To, how how would I like it if if I was married to her, which I wasn't, thank God. But if she had medical control over me two years after we split up, she you know what she, she'd be saying? Dennis is in the hospital. He's got a cold. Pull the plug. Yeah, yeah. really. <laughs> it, it, it does. It does reek of like self. It's ridiculous. Totally. I mean, I'm trying to capitalize on it and somehow make it about her. Make well, it about they want, her. They don't want me to talk. These are chicks that call the paparazzi every time they take a dump. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I mean, every every place they go, the paparazzi just happens to be there take My a dump ass. and then they have call sex them with just it. like i do yeah just like you do I mean, I mean at least you're honest about it and also but also why are they calling you and telling you how to do your run run like your life this is this yeah you don't talk well, to anybody you send what what is the well here's here's what like you work for them nobody 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 told anybody about lamar Odom. there's thousands of celebrities that have been there a lot of people you guys know we don't talk about them. That's what, how our business is based. But when that ambulance is rolling out of my place and, and Harvey Levin's calling me, guess what? I have no choice but to deal with it. And I'm not going to allow the Kardashians, who've already said things about me, about the money, the overcharging, the father, who immediately said, those hookers drugged my son. Well, this is the guy that's, that we understand has sold false stories about Lamar before, we're not going to let them talk about us, and I'm not going to lie to Today's Show, Good Morning America, Entertainment Tonight, which is shooting a whole piece on me uh, Thursday. I- I've, long- I've got 20-year relationships with these people, and I'm not going to lie to them. Yeah. Now, how-, how has it affected your business, by the way? Well, it's, it's a double-edged sword, and Heidi Fleiss said it best. When this happened, I said, Dennis, you know I love you. I said, yeah, baby. Here's the deal. This is terrible. It's tragedy. It's it's saddening, but your business will triple. Just know that. And she's absolutely right. Now where I'm at is I don't have enough hookers, and I got lots of customers. But, but and everybody wants to see the suite he was in. Wow, that's so sick. Now now how many uh, how many girls a day apply to work for you? Well, we get a thousand girls a month to apply. Uh, but when, once you weed through them, it, it, it weeds it down. I mean, there's yeah. just some of some of it's just not going to make any sense. Some of them can't pass the muster because of uh, 
uh, arrest records and things like that. Uh, but but we, we get a lot of girls that apply. I've got 540 girls licensed with me. Uh, it takes that much to keep 125 working. Well, wow. now I, I want to ask about, um, so your girls are all tested, right? They're all, they have to have STD tests? Since 1981, every girl in the legal system in Nevada has gotten tested. There's never been a case of HIV, which Hefner can't say that. The porn industry definitely can't say that, yeah. and uh, but we can. But what about the clients coming in? What about the people coming in? Do they, they have to have tests? No, they don't, but it's it, the girls know what to look for. Uh, and and it's it, there's just no problems. It's it's barrier protection, and there's just never any problems. The only thing we ever see is is six seven girls a year, eighteen twenty years old, that come in working, come in to go to work, and, and with chlamydia. And if you look at the CDC.com, you'll see that one out of four girls, one out of four, twenty five percent of the young girls in America have an STD. And that's what makes my place so popular is because the guys know they're safe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you run it. It's, it's the oldest profession. I, you know, I think that it should be legalized prostitution because it'll, people are going to pay for sex regardless. It's like drugs. It's like marijuana. Yeah. I mean, so if you're going to pay for well, sex look, regardless, look at, why not? Look at this. When, when you have something that's illegal, who's in the business? The criminals, uh, Al Capone, all these gangsters, uh, they, they were, they're the ones in the business. Now, when you legalize the liquor business and you get rid of prohibition, which was stupid to start with, yeah. then what happens? The liquor industry pays $6 billion a year in federal taxes. You also have quality controls, licensing uh, regulations, testing uh, regulations, and, and age restrictions. And So it, it didn't work. It's not worked in the drug business. Look what's happened to the drug cartel. The drug cartel is now focusing on heroin and underage trafficking because marijuana isn't legal enough, illegal enough for them. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, listen, yeah, Dennis. There's one more, one more example. The, the, the mobs, the mob used to make their fortunes in the numbers racket. Now it's California Lotto. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Did you see what happened when they accidentally legalized prostitution in Rhode Island? What happened? They, this is true. They wrote a law that outlawed street walking, yeah. but what it accidentally did was legalize indoor prostitution. Oh, really? Yeah. And it took them seven years to fix it. And this is completely true. Right. Uh, and over those seven years, reported rape went down 31%. Wow. Which amounted to almost 1,800 fewer rapes in the smallest state in our union. So you're saying that if prostitution yep. legal, guys will rape us? Yes, because they can go and unload <laughs> safely. Well, absolutely. And what happens is these girls that are working illegally are exploited by pimps. Yeah. They, they're running around. Exposed diseases. to danger. Pimps fill them, fill them full of drugs. They're underage girls that are being sex trafficked. It's an absolute mess. And I, look, I've spoke at the most prestigious places in the world about my business. I've spoke at Oxford University. I spoke right wow. the same place. Mother Teresa, Dalai Lama, Winston Churchill, Albert Einstein, Ronald Reagan and Bill Clinton spoke. Were you getting blowjobs while you were speaking there or no? <laughs> Pardon me? Were you getting a blowjob while you were speaking or no? No, I did that at Trinity College in Dublin. <laughs> no. So I spoke, at, I spoke at Trinity College and I took Caressa Kisses with me, looked at moneyranch.com, uh, and I, I actually did it in a little, in a little side 
dorm before the event. And uh, but then this year I spoke at the famed Sorbonne in Paris. Wow! And next year I'm speaking at at Cambridge University. Wow! The world has an interest in what I'm doing, and I I I actually actually debated a member of Parliament on evening news when I was in London, and told this member of Parliament, I said, "You've had a thousand years to fix this problem. You don't get it. Move over. Let let the Bunny Ranch guy open up during the Olympics." to slow down the sex trafficking uh, that's there. And, uh, of course, she didn't agree with me. And I said, we had a 1,000 years. She said, well, let's talk about 124 years ago. That river was slicing, and nobody got it because they didn't want brothels to have a legal place to, for the client to go. The client will go to the legal alternative. The, the demand is there. He'll go to the legal alternative. It's there. You're not seeing people going to, to bootleggers anymore. The, the weed the weed dealers are getting knocked out of business yeah. because yeah. you can go to a legal place and get it in some states. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, Dennis, it's an honor to talk to you. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on the show. <laughs> I feel like we've kept you from at least six blowjobs in the amount of time we've taken yes. this afternoon, so thank no, you. No, but you know what? I'm going to drive 100 miles an hour now and because I need to get there with Taylor and, and Crested Kisses. I want you guys to look at these girls on the side. Oh, we're going to. We yeah, will. This is man's. We will, we, we will. Oh, listen, I'm going to beat off and well, think about you. Yeah. Or them. <laughs> well, let, me leave, let me leave you with this. Sure. There's no business like whole business. Boy, there it is. Thanks a lot, Dennis. Take care. You're the best. Bye-bye. Living like a king. Bye. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk to Matt Brown. Hey, is this Matt Brown, the immortal? You got it. It's a, you're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me and the Greg Wilson. What's up, dude? How are you, man? I'm good. How you doing, bro? Good. It's an honor to talk to you. You're one of my favorite fighters. I never saw a guy fight like you who gets hurt every almost every fight and then comes back and wins in the most dramatic way possible. Uh, you are a true warrior, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Do the best I can, you know? Now, uh, now the word, I gotta ask off the bat. Word is that you are joining Team Elevation, uh, along with T.J. Dillashaw and a couple other guys, Donald Cerrone in Colorado. Is that true? Yeah, I'm actually already out here. So nice. Yeah. So totally uh, true. Yeah. So is this like a new like hybrid, like a new kind of black zillion like uh, uh, fight fight team that they're p- taking all these guys from other fight camps and joining the team? Um, I don't think it's uh, like that, really. It's more like I was already kind of talking about moving out here anyway. And, um, you know, so, you know, Muscle Farm offered a sponsorship deal so that, you know, just made it an easier decision for me, really. And I think uh, I think Clay and TJ and I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I think, you know, they had probably considered already coming out here anyway. So it really just kind of... Uh, my just a circumstantial thing. It just kind of worked out for everybody. So now, who's it? So it's you, Clay Guida, T.J. Dillashaw, Donald Cerrone, right? Um, I don't think Cerrone is a part of it. I I don't know if he is. I don't know of it. But okay, I think you know he's got that that ranch down there in Albuquerque or something. He's right. building. So I, I'm I'm not completely certain about that. So who who? Uh, what other fighters are on on uh, Team Elevation now? Well, we have, of course, me, TJ, and Clay. 
um, Tony Sims, uh, Drew Dober, uh, Neil Magny, Brandon Thatch. Wow. Those, those are the, the UFC guys. Wow. I mean, those are some, some, some heavy hitters. Now, is this the first time that you're actually ever training with guys like Clay and uh, uh, Drew Dober and Thatch? I've trained with Thatch, Magny, Dober, all, all those guys. I've been out here a few times, like I said. I've done camps out here. So, oh, okay. Uh, I, I really enjoyed out here. I already knew it was, it was a good situation for me out here. Uh, TJ Clay, I've never trained with before. Well, I know I trained with TJ before, actually, over at Dwayne's. Um, but, yeah, Clay, I've never trained with before. So, um, yeah, so, you know, it, everybody's comfortable together. It, it doesn't really make a difference. It's all, you know, we're all uh, just elite warriors just doing our thing. Now, is it is it one of those things where you guys are all sponsored now by Muscle Farm or and like you're on salary? Because I, I know TJ said it was a great deal. Are you kind of, are you guys getting paid to be there or you're just there to have your fight camp? Well, I don't know everybody else's situation. I only know my own situation, and, and I'm being sponsored by Muscle Farm, which I've been sponsored by them for a long time anyway. And uh, I got to give a lot of credit to Muscle Farm for sticking it out with the fighters and finding a new way to to keep uh, sponsoring and and keep. Uh, promoting the fighters and helping them through their path. I think the the Reebok deal with the UFC, I, I believe, exposed a lot of sponsors, and we come to find out that they didn't actually care about the athletes. They were just trying to get into the UFC, and the athletes were just simply uh, a path to get in the UFC. And I think it exposed a lot of sponsors. Muscle Farm is one of them that uh, we got to see the good side. They found a new way uh, to to keep relevant while supporting the fighters the whole time. That's great, man. Because um, That's awesome. you know, you fighters, honestly, like every week, I'm entertained by you fighters. It's like I don't I don't even remember what my life was like before fighting. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you guys are grotesquely underpaid. So I'm really happy that you guys are finding you know new ways to make money. Because I mean, if it was up to me, you guys would all be millionaires. Even even Drew Dober. Now, uh, now you're uh, now you are ranked number five in the world. Uh, you're coming off two losses, but two losses. The guys you lost to were Robbie Lawler and Johnny Hendricks. So those are, I believe, the two best guys in the division. Um, how are you? How what have you learned from those fights? And how are you kind of dealing with like this, next, this upcoming fight against Kelvin Gastelum? Uh, well, I'm actually coming off a win first, but oh um, shit, fuck, sorry, Tim Means, um, Tim, Tim Means, sorry about that, sorry about that. <laughs> I was at that no, no, fight, sorry, sorry. <laughs> fuck, no, it's all good, it's all good. Uh, but but congratulations, still, yeah, by the, the way. Yeah. The the question still stands the same, and um, you know, I I don't know how much I'll learn. I mean, I think the Lawler fight, I probably learned more than the Hendricks fight. A lot of things happened outside the ring that I think contributed to the way uh. my performance happened in the Hendricks fight. And that's not making any excuses. I'm not even going to say anything that happened. It's just things that happened. And um, the Lawler fight, happen. um, I think I learned a lot more because, you know, where he really surprised me uh, was his fight IQ. Um, you know, when you when you talk to Lawler or listen to do interviews, and even when you watch the way he fights, I don't think you really grasp how high of an IQ he has, especially in the ring. I mean, uh, I just was really surprised at the intelligence that he fought with, and, um, and all around, all around, and the, the striking and the grappling, clinching, everything. So um, I think that was probably the biggest surprise, and I think it made me a better fighter. And uh, it, it was part of what contributed to me coming out here was that you know I need to uh, um, I need to be pushed to that level where I have to be forced to use a higher IQ myself. 
Yeah, by the way, I remember that. There was, I was writing jokes about that because there was a fight. You, you, you beat up your jujitsu coach something at the gym, and then there was a whole thing, right, that, that we're talking about, the stuff that outside, but then it was like a whole thing. Is that what we're... <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually didn't have anything to do with it. I think that was a good thing, oh. the whole thing with the jujitsu coach, which I can't really comment on. Right. Uh, you know, civil crap because, you know, <laughs> people are douchebags. Some people are. But... Unfortunately, I can't comment on that, but yeah, that actually had a probably smaller part. If anything, I think it probably contributed positively to, <laughs> um, to the fight camp. Right, right, right. Now, I uh, remember last time you were on the show, I think uh, you wanted to get like a motorcycle, but your wife wouldn't let you get one, right? Did you, or was a <laughs> That's probably like every time I've been on the show. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember your wife came on the show, we were trying to convince her. To let you get a motorcycle, did she ever get you? Uh, did you? Did you ever buy one or no? Well, I have a motorcycle. Oh. I think I was trying to convince her to get a second motorcycle. A second I think motorcycle. I, could, right. I was trying to get a sport bike. Okay? Right, right, right. I, I don't remember, but yeah. Um, no, I'm still stuck with just the one Harley, which is still badass and still a dream mind that um, I've wanted one since I was a little kid. So I'm happy as hell to have one. Nice. So it's not like nice. it's a bad thing to be stuck with there, but. You know, I want to go fast sometimes too, but I got I gotta I gotta be an adult, be responsible. You know, this whole adult thing kind of sucks, but you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> now you're not for Dennis Hoff. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we just we, we just had Dennis Hoff on the show, the owner of the of the Bunny Ranch, who, who's like on his way to a threesome. So uh, now, um, yeah, it's fucking insane. Some people don't have to do the adult thing. <laughs> he doesn't, man. He's just living the life. <laughs> now you're fighting Kelvin Gastelum. Kelvin is one of these guys that. Uh, I think people people underestimate how tough his chin is, uh, how good his grappling is. He's got very good hands. Are you uh, you're fighting him in, in Mexico? Number one, are you worried about the Mexican crowd being very pro Kelvin since he's Mexican? And number two, how are you training for this guy? Um, well, number one, with the pro Mexican crowd, it, it really it's irrelevant and different to me. It makes no, no difference whatsoever. But. I, if I have anything to say about it, I think they should be on my side because I think I fight like a Mexican fighter more than he does. <laughs> That's true. Um, you know, he's a, a, a wrestler with a little bit of striking, but, um, you know, it, he does some good things, you know, but, but my style is very Mexican style. I've been very heavily influenced by the Mexican greats all the way from uh, Chavez Sr., to uh, Morales, Barrera. I mean, the Mexican fighters, I think, are uh, uh, that's my favorite style of fighting. Me too. Ever, so. Me too. Yeah, but that, that's that's where I come from, man. So, you know, I think they should be on my side. <laughs> now, whether that rings true. Um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> now, um, what was the second question? It was about how are you training for Kelvin? Oh, it is the same as always. I mean, you know, we, we try to have people that are specific to what he does that are closer to what he he does and how he moves and everything. And I, I train my balls off every day, and it don't matter who I'm fighting. So yeah. um, I, I get up every day. Uh, I push myself as far as I can push myself until I go to bed. And that's it, man. It don't matter about uh, who, I'm, who, who it is I'm fighting. It's, it's funny. I actually... um. I actually base my comedy on a Mexican fighter because I try to throw as many punchlines as possible. And, you know, some hit, some don't. But fuck it. Just, just, just volume. Fucking, volume. I'm all about volume. Just fucking, <laughs> just go in there it. and fucking swing. That's so That's great. I love it. Now, uh, by the way, uh, also, uh, somebody that called you out uh, who you did not respond to, I'm just curious why, uh, Hector Lombard. Uh, he, he, he said he was calling you out and that you didn't want to fight him. Is that true? 
I don't, I don't even know where he gets it from. It's probably just talking crap. I don't know. But actually, the only time he called me out, uh, the truth of the story, and you can and it can be verified by video. Dana White talked about it in an interview. Dana called me and said, "Do you want to fight Hector?" This was the the second that I was walking out of the uh, the doctor's office. I had a torn ligament in my hand, and I said, "Yeah, I'll fight him." I just I said, "You know, I got a six week recovery here on my hand, and then that'll give me a four week training camp. I think we're ten weeks out of fight." And uh, I said, "Yeah, I'll fight him." Well, of of course. My coaches, my manager, everybody else in the world called Joe and Dana, whoever they called, and they're like, "No way, he's not fighting them." And I've argued with them, and you know, told them, "Man, I want to fight him still," but uh, you know, they they turned it down for me. So well, it you, wasn't me trying to back out. But you can you can f- find a video, I'm sure, on YouTube or something of Dana White verifying. Well, that's good. You know what? You have good coaches then because you shouldn't fight Hector with a torn ligament in your hand. I, and that's, I mean, that's uh, so many fighters go into fights with, with injuries. I mean, you're not, you're not fighting me and Greg Wilson. You're fighting fucking, he- you're fighting Hector Lombard. Fight. You're fighting Hector Lombard, one of the best guys on the planet. You're one of the best guys on the planet. You should have be it. And you're not going to be at hundred percent anyway, but if you know that you have a torn ligament, why, why go into a camp like that? That's, you know, you have good coaching. That's actually good coaching. On, like on the, on, on yeah, a, it's, it's probably good. On the, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I would have won anyway but you know that's what it is man i mean I, that that's the only kind of thing that aggravates because i've heard a million times from a million people the same question man why don't you fight lombard he's calling you out what are you scared blah blah you know it's all bullshit man like i, I dana why called me i didn't even ask i didn't even ask him who it was or where it was or anything he said you want to fight i was like yeah i don't care well i said and, you know and then i said who it, who is it I said Hector Lombard. I was like, all right, whatever, let's do it. I got one hand. Let's fight him one hand. (laughs) That's how tough you are. You'll fight Hector with one hand. I fucking wouldn't fight him with four hands. Uh, (laughs) Now, as far as as far as you being scared, I mean, you're a guy who overdosed on heroin. You were pronounced dead for seven minutes, right? Uh, It wasn't seven minutes. It was only like one or two minutes. Oh, one or two minutes. You were legally dead. And then you came back. Yeah. And you came back. I don't think you're scared of anything. Anybody that legally dies and comes yeah. back, I don't think you're going to be scared. I yeah, just, you're like, been there, no, done that. I, well, that, that's, that's actually... Um, so I'm actually scared of everybody. I mean, if I had to fight... Um, if I had to fight you right now, like, I'd be scared. And But that's what... Fear is a necessary component of this sport. And, and you're better off being scared. And I enjoy being scared. That's that's half the reason I do this shit is because I enjoy going up there and being scared of another man and then proving myself wrong. It's same as like if you were if you were skydiving, like if you didn't get an adrenaline rush, if you weren't scared, why would you go all the way up in a plane and jump out? Yeah, like yeah. Just, you know what I mean? Like what would be the point? So it's kind of the same thing, and and that's a same part thing, but- of the of the sport is conquering that fear, and there, there's a fear with every person you go against. So I'm. Uh, I'm not one of them people who's like, I ain't afraid of shit, you know, or <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. No, that's a good point. I mean, s- same thing goes for comedy. If, if, like, my heart's not beating a little fast before sets, it's usually not a good sign. Yeah. You know, it's it's always when the... the yeah, you gotta go, you gotta go up in front of a thousand 
you know, 10,000, however many people, and you have to generous them. number. Of course, there's going to be some fears. Of course. No, when I was on Leno, you probably knocked had, a couple hundreds first time I couple did zeros. Leno, first time I did Leno, they had to blow dry my armpits. Are you serious? Yeah, because they were fucking. You're sweating that much. <laughs> I was sweating that much. And then when I redid my, my shirt, I missed a button. So people were like, dude, how the fuck could you go on late night talk show and, 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 and miss a button? That's I'm what like, it was. Yeah, that's what it was. I swear to God, the first time I did it, I remember. My, my fucking my, my, my button's missing. Yeah. Which, which sucks. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, uh, that, that makes sense that it blow dry the uh, the your armpits because wouldn't the blow dry be hot and uh, it even hotter down there? You yeah, well they, they had to take off the shirt and then blow dry it because there was there was so many pit, the, the fucking pit stains were so bad. I was just like, uh, I mean, you, you know, you're going on Leno. It's like, yeah. fuck it, this is like the, my, my my big break or what, what I thought was going to be a, br- a big break. And it was just like a, a goal of mine my whole life was to do The Tonight Show. And now I got fucking buckets of sweat under my arms. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> that, yeah, it was horrible. Did now, you kill, so did you kill it? Or oh, fu- you, come on, of course. Or, or what? The second time, totally. I've, no, no, the first no, time. No, the I, first time, I'm kidding. The first one was a good one. The first time was good. second time was great. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, fight picks. Conor McGregor versus uh, Jose Aldo. Who do you like? Um, I, I'm still gonna go with Aldo, and and the only reason I say that is because, um, well, let's see, man. Aldo's beat everybody. You name him, he's beat him. Conor beat some good guys, you know, but he hasn't done what Jose's done. So how could you, you know, we can I can only base it off of what they've already done, and. What Jose's already done far is far superior to what Connor's already done. Right. Yeah. I mean. I, yeah. Right. Now, as far as uh, Weidman versus Rockhold, um, I'm gonna go with Weidman. You know, I might have some bias. He's, I, I like him a lot. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now you've trained with Ben Askren. Should Ben Askren be in the UFC? Um. So yeah, I kind of trained with them. We did. It was more like a promotional thing, really. Okay. I wasn't really. We didn't really do much training. So, I, but on the same thing, I know. I know who. Who I know what what he's all about. I know about his wrestling credentials. Anytime you get someone that good of a wrestler, even if they never thrown a punch in their life, you put them in there, they're gonna beat eighty. I don't know seventy, eighty percent of guys if they if they can impose that wrestling. I mean, this that level of wrestling is something that's extremely difficult to stop. Now, didn't you train with the Olympic team? Yeah, I trained with the um, there in Ohio. They have the regional training center. Um, I haven't been there in a while. You know, there's a few guys that I trained with in there. And I've been to the Olympic training center here in Colorado Springs a few times and trained with some of the guys there. So um, it depends on what you consider training with the Olympic team. I've trained with a lot of the Olympians and and put in some work with them, learned a lot of good things from him. That's pretty awesome. I mean, it's also it's got to be kind of humbling, right, in a way, because like you know in a fight you would destroy these guys. But in wrestling, it's probably, you know, it's, I mean, you've, you wrestled in high school and stuff, but these are, these are the highest level of wrestlers. How did you do against these guys in wrestling? Well, yeah, that's exactly what I do. Is I, I try to go out and find the best. I mean, the same as everybody else. I'm sure about the same thing. You want to find the best in that uh, particular weakness of yours. Wrestling's been a weakness of mine um, for a good amount of time. So, um, you know, I, I'm not going to name any names. Um, I did all right with some of the guys. Uh, my wrestling got really, really good. Uh, that, that's my only disappointment of the Johnny Hendricks fight was I, I didn't. Get, I don't think I showed 
how good of a wrestler I really have become. Um, but you know, that's, that's the way the fight can go. Sometimes you, sometimes you're the handle, hammer, sometimes you're the nail. So, um, that night I was a nail getting driven pretty deep into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's also, Hendrix is also a three time national champion. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's at, he's the highest, highest level of wrestler. And, you know, you know, if you if you have anything but a hundred percent, like you know, if if you're having a little bit of an off night, you're you're fucked, you know, with a wrestler that good. Uh, but um, listen, uh, Matt Brown, you are you are fucking you're one of my favorite fighters. I'm not gonna lie. You're by warrior. the way, by the way, tip a fighter. Has Bubba Jenkins uh, contacted you about that? Yeah, they contacted me a few times. I think that would be good for you because a guy like you, I know a fan favorite. Uh, to your status of a fighter, I'm sure guys would throw you a lot of money. I don't know if you need the money, uh, but if you know you want to get an extra car or something, uh, I'm get sure that, get that that <laughs> rice rocket you want. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't. People... Really, I don't really know about the business model. You know, I see they t- they keep like twenty percent or something. To you know, I feel like I, I could probably just open a PayPal or something if I want to do something like that. But honestly, even if I was going to do it, I probably I would just give all the money to charity anyway. Um, you know, I wouldn't. I would never ask anybody in the world to give me money. Um, so if I was going to do it, which I don't know, I would consider doing it. You know, I would do it for charity. I wouldn't do it for myself. I don't. I don't. I just. Do I, I would feel wrong doing that. Yeah, I know a lot of fighters are doing that. You know, and it also it helps out a lot of guys like, or a lot of females that are on some of the cards where they're getting four and four. Two and two, you know, like they're doing a whole training camp and making two thousand dollars for their fight, you know. So people like that, yeah. where where like the, the tips can match what they're getting paid, if not more. Plus, you get a big spender. A guy wins a hundred thousand dollars on you, and he's like, "Hey, I'll fucking throw this guy five thousand dollars." You could only be making two thousand dollars for your fight, so it helps like that. Some of the top tier guys may not help as much, but a charity would be great, you know. So you know, you should talk to Bubba about that because you know Bubba's a. His, his heart's in the right place, and I know a lot of fighters are actually making a lot more money now for doing what they do anyway. So, Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting concept, and uh, I, I'd be open to it. I was supposed to have a conversation with him one day. It just never panned out for, for whatever reason. But, yeah, I'd be open to the, the idea. Cool, man. Cool. Well, I'll have Bubba contact you. Listen, Matt Brown, thank you for your time. I can't wait for your fight. You're an amazing man, and uh, keep up the great work, man. All right, thank you so much, sir. That was Matt Brown. Matt Brown. Such a badass dude. He is, him. man. I've seen him fight a bunch of times. By the way, that uh, that interview was uh, brought to you by American Icon Autographs. <laughs> My favorite part was when you're like, so, you know, you're, you've been losing, you're losing. You're like, well, I, I won. I know, and he lost it. <laughs> by the way, thanks for interrupting the fucking sponsor. The interview was brought to you by American Icon Autographs, A-I-A-S-E. They sponsored that gaffe. Uh, the signed collectibles from the UFC, WWE, baseball, football, movies, and everything else in between. So check them out, Sean. No, I know. I was at that fight, too. I don't know why. I... I'm putting my notes. That's what you said. Secondly, you're like, oh my god, I was at that fight. I know. Yeah, it was fucking. That was a blunder. Yeah. Uh, he beat a good guy, Tim Means. Too. Yeah, and he was actually hurt in that fight and came back. And Tim Means is no joke. Uh, so it's actually it was, that was pretty cool. No, I like watching Matt Brown fight. He's a great fighter. 
you can't help but be. A, I'm a, I was a Matt Brown fan since the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, uh, he was one of those guys. You know, he's one of those guys. When you first saw, when I first saw him fight, I was like, okay, this guy might be the guy that goes all the way and becomes a champion. He's, he was he was right there. I yeah, mean, no, exactly. Like I mean, those guys he lost to the champions. Yeah, yeah. Another guy who came to my show last week was uh, who we're gonna have on the show soon is Jamie Varner, uh, who recently retired. Uh, if I, I was talking to him, you know, it's funny because like. As a comic, it's like you're only as good as your last set. Even mm-hmm. though it's not true, I mean, there were times in New York I would do four sets a night. Yeah. And I would do three sets and they'd go great. The last set, it's like the fucking check spot on uh, the midnight show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, the check spot is like when they drop all the checks on you, people on the listening. Table, yeah, here's and your check. Just, so, and of course, I'm going home miserable. Yeah. Because, uh, but as a comic, you can go on the next day. Guy like Jamie Varner, who lost his last fight, he actually knocked himself out against Drew Dober tra- <laughs> trying to throw him. Oh, okay. Uh, I was at that fight too, as well. It was weird. Um, <laughs> Knocked him. Boy, that's got to be the worst. Yeah. It, to wake it, up and be like, what, a- <laughs> what happened? You, you beat yourself. You beat <laughs> So You, you know, won against you. So it's still eating him but up. But you lost So the fight. I think he might make, be making a comeback. We'll talk to him about that. But it's that's been eating tough. him up. But it's funny because he was like, he's like, yeah, I lost my last high school match. Which was the state finals. He oh. lost our last college wrestling match, which was at the national finals. <laughs> and now I lost my last fight. But the national finals, uh, he was a sophomore and never went back to college. To make the national finals as a sophomore and then not go back. That's pretty crazy. Became a fighter. His coaches must have flipped out. I'd be so fucking pissed. Yeah. Like, my like, kid took second in the country and then he's like, yeah, I'm going to go fight. Like, just insane. Yeah. So, uh, you're like, inter- finish fighting here and then go fight there. But interesting though, but I understand why these fighters do it. Uh, but the, they just can't go out in a loss. Even like, even if, even though they should. A guy like Matt Hamill fought last week. By the way, the World Series of Fighting. Did you watch it at no. all? Okay, so the WSOF, which I'm a big fan of, it's funny. They had like they had this great event. But if you were an MMA fan, you might have been like, "What the fuck is going on?" They had this guy Nick Newell fight who has one arm. Oh, and he has like a stump. I has like okay. a. Like okay, a, hey, listen. Okay, and he's like, if he can fight, let's see it. He's eleven and one. Yeah, he 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 won his fight, then retired after the win because his fight his head's not into it. We have had him on the show. He's a great guy. He's a really really good guy, inspiring guy. Probably make a fortune on motivational speaking. I was gonna say know? that's exactly where he's gonna go. Uh, but he so and then the World Series of Fighting. They had a, a, a Matt Hamill who's deaf. So if you're watching the main card, you're like, what the fuck kind of fight organization is this? You got like, <laughs> one arm, a deaf guy. But to fight fans. Who know these guys so well? It's just oh yeah, he's got one arm. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, he's deaf. That's, oh, and uh, it's the special MMA division. But these are all world class <laughs> athletes. But I was thinking if I if I wasn't like sometimes you're so in the bubble that you don't you you, you, you can't take yourself out. But if I'm just like flicking the channels, you know, and it's, they're all on the main event. They're yeah. all on the main card. And you're like, huh, that, guy's, uh, that guy has one arm. That's interesting. Uh, this next guy's deaf. That's yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck kind of fight organization is this? But, uh, but Matt Hamill, I was in re- the, the two months I wrestled in college, I went to a couple tournaments, and Matt Hamill was like, the he, he, had, he was a D1 wrestler, then he transferred to RPI, or RIT, maybe RIT, and it's, they specialize with like, it's a very... Heavy deaf school, like they have a lot right. of deaf kids go to that school, and uh, and they have a great program. And he was just murdering people in Division Three wrestling. He was mm-hmm. just so solid because he, right. he was D one All American comes over to D three. D three, there's no one that can even touch him. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, close matches, but in the national finals kind of thing, you know. Right. So, uh, but he he hasn't won since 2010 or 11. He's lost like four of his last five fights. He he's the guy that has the victory over John Jones, but not but not a real victory. Right, Jones right. took him down with elbow in the head, and he got caught with a thing called twelve to six elbows. But Matt Hamill, like 
dude, you're a great guy. You had a movie named a movie on his, his life called The Hammer. You know, you're you're uh, you're uh, you're the man. Like you, it's like maybe it's time, dude. I know you don't want to go out on that loss, but you, you may have to, man. Because he fought Vinny Magalish, who is a world-renowned grappler. When I say world-renowned, he's like he's won at the highest level in the Abu Dhabi. He 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 he's amazing. He actually beat. Uh, Chris Wyman in grappling, he's beat some big oh, wow. guys. So he, Hammer, fucking hit him hard, uppercut. He went down, caught him in a leg lock. It was it was over. Yeah. He, but he does have power, Hammer. But uh, I actually grappled with Vinny Magalish. I went to Syndicate in Vegas, and I joined his class. And I'm thinking the guy's gonna go easy on me. Nope. He must have tapped me 97 times. <laughs> in, and, and sorry about laughing like that. It was no, it was, it was great for me. I'm like, yeah. it's like getting dunked on by Jordan. You're like, oh, right, you're like, and you think just why he do it once? It's like, nope, he's gonna do it a lot. A hundred percent. I'm yeah. just like, Jesus Christ, this guy. He's he's really good. I mean, not That's not great. tapping me, but anyway, so. Uh, well, I don't know what I was talking. Oh, yeah, actually, I actually performed at that school at RIT, right? Uh-huh. So, um, I actually I was uh, performing there, and they have a on stage. They have an interpreter. Yeah. Right. So I'm on stage. There's a lot of deaf kids in the crowd, and and it's a great show. Like they're just great, great. I could tell the crowd's loving it. But halfway through, I'm like. Every time I'm telling a joke, this woman next to me is like interpreting my jokes, and like so, I, I started saying things like, "I really have a crush on the comedian." Uh, uh, right, this, right, right, this right. This is not right. part of the act. Uh, <laughs> I really want to sleep with him. I bet he has a huge slong, and the kids are going crazy. Yeah, They're laughing yeah, yeah, their ass yeah. off. You know, it was just funny. She was super cool. So anyway, that was. Uh, I just had that recently. One of mine too, and I was like, "Have you guys seen the uh, the sign language for uh, masturbating?" <laughs> because it's exactly what you think it would be. <laughs> and she had to do it every time I would say masturbating. By the way, uh, more people who came to my show, uh, that girl Laura Murphy came. Remember oh, Laura? yeah, I saw that on the on yeah, your, yeah. She's awesome. Instagram. She came with her husband. Uh, we had a, it, That was a great show. Uh, and then also David Michaud, who was... Who, who actually got cut? He actually, I knew he got cut before the show. He told me because uh, I was like, "How's it going?" And he's like, "Not good. I got cut from the UFC." And you know, I really think the UFC is dropping the ball with this guy, and not just because he's my friend or, and we're friendly, but he's a guy who came from a Native American reservation. He lived on the reservation. Right. I think it's like an eighty-five percent alcoholic rate. I mean, it's yeah. it's almost impossible to come out of this place. Right. The, the odds are stacked against him. Right. He was a state champion. Uh, I think he was in high school. He wrestled in college. Uh, to he went, and now he's a fighter, and he's. He, 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 he tried out with the Ultimate Fighter. He ended up losing uh, a match. He was winning most of the time. He got caught in a submission. Then he, then he made his way back into the UFC, and he, he lost his first fight in China by a split decision to a guy. It was a very close fight. He won his second fight, uh, and, then, and then he lost a third fight to this kid, OSM, who's this kid uh, from Canada who's a stud. So he, he lost one fight, and they cut him. And because I could see if he lost two fights, but one in a row, like one right, fight. Right. And they should not do that. They should not cut people unless you have a terrible performance, which was not this was not the case. Uh, I don't think you should cut people because you're going to make the fight, the sport more boring because now people are going to fight not to lose because they're going to go, OK, if I lose. See, uh, you say that, but it could work the other way where they're like, I got to go all out today. I have to win decisively and give them a good shot. That's not how you end up winning. Because, see, I think, well, I agree with that because I think what happens more often than not is they go out to try and give them a good show and end up fighting counter the way th- that would actually win and end up getting knocked the fuck out because they're trying to w- b- give think, them a I great show. I think guys are going to be fighting scared to lose because they're going to get cut. This 
This is their livelihood. So there's going to be a lot more wrestling, which is what the fans hate, a lot more holding, a lot more clinching. I and think it's less of that. No, no. If, if, if you guarantee these guys are not two fights or three fights or they sign three fight contracts, win or lose, the guys are gonna, actually going to go out there and put on – they're going to have more time to, to fuck around. See, not, I not, think not, it's not, the opposite. Not fuck around. They're going to have more time to explore. It's not. Trust okay. me. I've talked to these guys. I talked to Gerald Harris. He, he said I was fighting. I was scared to lose, so I, I fought a very safe fight. And that's what these guys are going to be doing. You should not be cutting people after one loss. I don't think that's the case unless they go out and just embarrass themselves. Yeah. I mean if they go out and like start running around the whole time or you know like El Vato Pancho from, oh, that uh, guy got cut and, 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 he, and he the guy who fought Sage Northcutt that's what you're talking about yeah, yeah, and he got busted for weed afterwards of course that's how he was that was his own tip of fighter program but he took that fight on short notice if you take a fight on short notice and you get caught with weed they should take it out because because that's you know I, I don't believe because you didn't know you know what I'm saying if you're going to take a shot on short notice and they, you cut marijuana in your system because these guys yeah you like, didn't know you were you know and marijuana takes a long time to get out of your system exactly I think that's a little wrong if you if you you take a, if you sh- if you lose on show, but he also pushed a ref. You push a ref, you're out. Yeah, that you can't push Herb Dean. You can't yeah. whether or not you agree. So I understand. And he came in four pounds over, and he, and he looked like shit. So <laughs> I, I don't really have that. There huge weren't problem. A, for him. There weren't a lot of reasons to not cut it, other than like getting caught with but, weed. But yeah. So, but a guy like this guy did. Plus the fact is, they're they honestly were not. I wouldn't say exploiting, but they weren't talking about the fact that the guy comes from a Native American reservation. There's a lot of Native Americans in this country, in the world, that would really get behind this guy. Uh, if, but they didn't know. They didn't know. Because I, I had him on the podcast, people listening. Wow, I live on a reservation. I don't even know about this guy. And now they're fans. If this dude, like, they're... There's, there's, there are markets in the U.S. They're not, they're not really showing about. If, this, if, if David Michelle was from Ireland, they would have kept him. If he was from Korea, Korean top team, they probably would have kept him because they don't have that many UFC fighters in those markets. Yeah. So on a strictly business standpoint, I feel like he shouldn't have been cut. And because he lost one fight, he shouldn't have been cut. And he, I, I happen to like the guy. I, just, I think the guy got screwed. Uh, and I'm, I'm a David Michelle fan, and I, I think it's bullshit, honestly. I, yeah. I happen to like the guy. I like his story. His, his girlfriend's fucking hot. She came to the show. So he's got that. Yeah, and, and and she's got like a last name. Like she's also Native American. Her last name is like like Walking Hawk. Or yeah, something, something like that. that. <laughs> it's exactly what it. It's exactly it. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, by the way, so the, by the way, that that guy that I met, by the way, that guy, because I was talking to him about Tinder, the the the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, uh, the, the uh, wrestler that had the, the million dollar thing. Right, right, right. So he's like, he has an app. That automatically swipes right on Twitter. On Tinder, like so now. Right. You know what I heard about this app? <laughs> now this I've actually heard about because he was like, "Listen, it's a numbers game. Just swipe right to everybody, and then see who answers back." How I mean? How lazy are we getting uh, to the point where like this is like you're automating the easiest interactive <laughs> device ever? Uh, like <laughs> like it's, my it's, thumb. I don't have too time, much time. Too much too time much to time. look at the person and see if I'm attracted. Swipe right on everybody, and that's how you know guys are pigs because no girl is buying that. Well, well, and that's why Bumble is now taking off. What's Bumble? Bumble is the one where the girl has to make the first move. Guys can just get on there, but you can't do shit. Girl, <laughs> you can't do shit. The girl does it all, and she's so you just have to sit because around you, and hope somebody picks you. Know it. That if a girl that you're so basically, like, Bumble has taken us back to where we started. Oh my god! To where the woman chooses the man, no matter what we really try. It's ultimately up to her oh, anyway. Fine. The quickest I've ever had sex with a girl it was like. I was in I was in Oklahoma 
and my my tooth had fallen out, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually, I, but I was like, sounds like a good. That, that's my, how you meet a woman in Oklahoma. No, no, my, my, my Anytime tooth, you lose teeth, you're gonna meet a lady. I, know, in I had a flipper in. It, it was already. I had a flipper. I lost my flipper. <laughs> so I, I ended up meeting a girl, and I'm the whole time I'm not talking because I'm I'm embarrassed at the bar and then back at her place. Right. I'm embarrassed. You're gonna be able to see that I don't have a tooth. <laughs> so I'm I'm holding like a, a beer bottle in front of my mouth. I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking down. I'm like, I'm only saying like sentences that have like two word answers. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes, no, uh huh. And like within 20 minutes, we, we were hooking up. And and like I'm like, man, if I would just shut up, I would probably do so you, much better. You're, you're talking yourself right out of pussy left I've and right. Talk myself out of so much pussy. If you don't say anything, girls will just talk themselves into it. <laughs> yes, that, that's, that's the lesson. <laughs> that's the that's the lesson, guys. Guys, shut up. That's the uh, lesson. Just let them talk themselves into it. Dude, I gotta stop talking on the phone on the toilet because my fucking ha- I have hemorrhoids. You have you have hemorrhoids? No, but that is how you get reading. Uh, from does that too? Now it's the phone, and it's yeah. not. It's not even like the hemorrhoid where like it's like a ball or something. I have like internal hemorrhoids where it's like a vein busted or something. Yeah, that's basically so what it is. Yeah. I'll go to the bathroom, then I, I look down. I'm like on my period. I'm just fucking blood that's everywhere. That's so fucking gross. It's, it's horrible, man. It's, Are you sure someone isn't like roofing you and coming in and butt fucking you in the night? That, then... that, that's my other option. I was thinking maybe my dog. Yeah, uh, but, he might but, be. He's no, a smart no, dog. It's horrible. I told my dad. My dad. Uh, <laughs> the first time it happened, and our listening audience. I'm, I'm like, Dad, what the, what's wrong with my ass? Like, and he's like, uh, Is it re- dark red blood or light red blood? If it's if it's light red, you're dying. If it's dark, like, I, or, or oh the other my way, God. right? And he's like, What you want to do is you want to stick your ass underneath the uh, the the uh, when you take a bath. Run the water and then just have the the hot water uh, go up against your asshole, and that's how they'll fucking uh, that's how they'll take the hemorrhoids out. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm just I just have to stop reading and swiping. Yes, and, and talking to people while I'm uh, yeah yeah. And when I'm stressed, they come out too. I just remember somebody telling me that one time. They said, "You like to read on the toilet?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "That'll give you hemorrhoids." It's so he's I right. Stopped. He's right. Yeah, he's absolutely right. So I, was like, I remember after that, I would uh, be reading for a little while. I'd be like, "How long have I been reading? I don't want to get hemorrhoids," and I just get off the fucking toilet. I I, I heard it was stress, and actually, me and like. The old like five years ago, I had a girlfriend that like every time she was stressing me out, I'm like, "You give me fucking hemorrhoids!" <laughs> like, and then she was said it's also diet. Yeah. Also, my diet is pretty like I was eating like ice cream all the time. And hey, so a uh, uh, did you get your tickets to see Star Wars: The Force Awakens? No. They went on sale. I haven't seen the last three. On Monday. Well, it's okay. The last three stunk. You missed nothing with that. I mean, you should watch the last two. Yeah. But not episode one, Phantom Menace. You just forget all about that one. Yeah. But you should see those two. And then you should, uh, this is going to be amazing. This is going to be where I already got my tickets. I'm going day one to like the noon show. Not the midnight show because my girl isn't that interested in it. But we're going the next day to see it at noon. I'm very excited, man. Nice. They had the big preview during Monday Night Football. I've never shot a load during football, but I got real close. I got real close. I I definitely got hard. Really? Oh my God! It's Star Wars. Baby. You got hard during a preview for Star Wars. No, yeah. you didn't. No, of course not. I, uh, but I was very excited. That's good. I was titillated. Titillated. There you go. I mean, I chubbed up. I probably chubbed a little bit. You're funny. <laughs> You're funny. I don't get to play Tinder. This is what makes me hard now. Oh uh, man, I don't want to get in a relationship if, if, if Star Wars is giving me chubs. Yeah, don't do it. That's hard. That's what's left. Yes. That's, that's what's on the side of the fence. I, I want. But like... by the same token, I have a a a pillar of emotional stability waiting at home. That's good. No, that's good. I actually, one time I broke, I, I was in a relationship that was so bad 
that I so shouldn't have been in that we broke up and then I chubbed up. I chubbed up as <laughs> right, like I she's gone. Up, now I want to. No, fuck I chubbed her. up as we were breaking up. Right, and then, knowing you were gonna go fuck other bitches this immediately. Is everything. I was just happy to be out of it. <sighs> and then like she gave me a hug to like say goodbye, and then felt that I was like chubbed up. She's like, "You got a boner while breaking up with me." She was, <laughs> She, she was so break up boner second only to time out boners today's hashtag is break up boners have you, have you ever got a break up boner have you ever had no I don't think well I mean I'm sure I have because I when I realize it's over all I can think about is all the girls I'm gonna go fuck now all I think about also is all the girls I passed up on by being that's faithful. the worst Pass, you think about every single one that you didn't and you thought I should have fucked her I should have oh, fucked I her it was, it was not worth it now now and it's then, not worth it and then it. you try to go back and, and it's too late the window closed but Yeah, and the girls are just disgusted by you for even texting them like, totally like, hey, like, remember, like that, remember that uh, right, it's guy like, I'm with married with two kids now <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry uh, <laughs> congratulations Married with two kids. <laughs> one time, I go way back, man, in the catalog. Dude, one time, I was like, I was like alone in my hotel room, and some girl from like college was like, hit me up on Facebook, and she's like, "Hey, Adam, I hear you're a comedian." Blah blah. blah. I was like, "Oh, thanks." By the way, like you gave the best BJ's in college. And she's like, "I'm fucking married now again." I thought I was being a compliment, but I'm like, "Why would I tell her that?" Yeah. That was so bad. I was, just, I was just trying to be nice. You were and, just trying to start some sexual. No, I mean she was. Like, I, I didn't know she was married. I mean, she did give the best BJ's in college. That was good like, for her. Yeah. She probably still gives the best BJ's in her town. In her town, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just not to her husband. <laughs> <laughs> he gets them twice a year on his birthday and Christmas. That's what. Isn't goes. that? Uh, I'm yeah. listen. I'm no Dennis Hoff. Yeah, I'm not living the Dennis. Hoff I did a life. show last. Weekend. I'm living the anti Dennis Hoff. Life. I did a show last week. There was a there was a couple. Actually, the one David was at. Uh, David Michelle. There was a couple. They were married. The guy was a cop, and I was like, "Oh, how long you guys been married?" And like, she's like, 18 years." And I'm like, "You still having sex?" He's like, "No." He, Whoa! And they just was like, they just started fighting right there. Right yeah. There. Well, clearly that's a hot spot for him, and she's not giving it to, him, and it just jumped right out of his face. Yeah. And she's sick of talking about it. Yeah, they need point, to go ahead and get divorced at that point. Yeah, you know, it's, it's you listen. It, that's my whole thing about a committed relationship. It's like, listen, if you want me to commit to just your ass, then you need to give it to me wh whenever I want it, not when you want it. I'll give you dick if you happen to want dick at a time when I'm not trying to give it to you. Yeah. I'll be happy to give it to you. But we all know that's not usually the equation. The equation is, you know, she she doesn't want it, but I do. It's like no, you, you, just, the people that I know that have stayed together a long time, I've universally heard that the woman is like, well, if he wants. I'll just let him take it. By the way, I was... It's like, yeah, that's how you keep him from not running around. Yeah. Like, like, go ahead, do your business. Like, ar, 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 there you go. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to. We don't need full participation, ladies. We just need access to the equipment. <laughs> this isn't tennis. We don't need you to bat the ball back. We can, uh, It's like practice tennis. We can just play against uh, the yeah, wall. Yeah, but the, uh, we can just play against... Well, I'm talking about marriage knowing, now. There's something shitty about knowing the girl's not into it, though. But not. I'm saying this is marriage long haul where you're like, not every time has to be the best time. Dude, I used to fall asleep, and the, the, this girl that I'm like... Was my, one of my first girlfriends. I'd fall asleep... And I guess she'd be unsatisfied or whatever. And I would wake up to her riding me. Like she's she like, would a rape in you. She was she would a rape in me. <laughs> and, I would, and I would like try to have sex with her. But my eyes are all groggy. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. And then she'd be like, oh, you, you, you. and then she would like use my dick while I was sleeping. And I was cool with it. I've had that happen a million times in the opposite. <laughs> but the, well, a guy did <laughs> there asleep, and I'm like, Shh. oh come on, if a guy, you're kidding, right? <laughs> huh? You're, you're joking. What? Well, if a guy had to a girl, she would like say he's raping her or something. I, well, I well totally... she's already naked in my bed. I mean, I try and get it going. 
Does she know that you're doing it? Of course. All right. That's the, come on. I don't want you to look at me. Listen, Greg I haven't Cosby. committed any crimes here. The Greg Cosby. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> it was already going on. It's just like, hey, I'm awake. Are you awake? Are you awake? <laughs> By the way, I was reading. Does this wake you up? Is this okay? Is it waking you up? You can sleep. You can sleep if you want to keep sleeping. I was reading The Underground, which is one of my favorite websites. Uh, they, they're really nice to me. They, they always like feature the MMA Roasted videos. And, yeah. But they have really is this funny. A, is this a, 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 what is The Underground? Is it a podcast review site? No, it's, it like, MMA it's, site a, it's an MMA or? site. But oh, they have okay. like funny, they have like really funny people on it. Like some of these people are actually really funny. So this guy writes, what martial art would be best at a dog attack, right? This guy, the super bean, he writes, I'm, I'm talking big dogs and not pugs. I feel that this would save lives. What martial art would you say works the best? Would you use boxing, jiu-jitsu, wrestling? So then this guy, Bad Karma, writes, some Filipino art to cut and stab the shit out of the dog. <laughs> That's the first <laughs> one. And then the other guy goes, Sparku, goes, a pit bull would be clueless in the guard. Like, the, yeah, right. right, right. <laughs> yeah, you want to pull guard on a pit bull. Great fucking idea. And then OC Mikey goes, keep a distance by jabbing that cunt. Then fake a double leg followed by a flying knee that Harry could eat a dick. <laughs> Like, yeah, okay. And then it, uh, then it just keeps going on and on. Someone writes uh, uh, Rope-A-Dope or, the, or the, that dog or Capoeira Kick. If it doesn't use a uh, thug jitsu. It just keeps – Some of the, I was laughing. Uh, I think dance fighting is probably your best option versus a dog. What is it? Dance fighting. Dance fighting? Yeah, isn't that Capoeira? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brazilian dance fighting or, or... – I think that's right. And then uh, somebody was like, uh, when attacked by two dogs, this was this, uh, SW, I write, uh, it is best to stand firm until they both jump at you, and then suddenly you smash both of their heads together, and they run away looking confused. This move was proven by Arnold and True Lies. I was going to say, that's from True Lies. <laughs> that's from the opening sequence when he's skiing down the mountain after he blows up the the, <laughs> the, the pool at the, the party, and he's skiing, and the dogs are coming after him, and he slaps them together with his hands, and then he's like, Sorry. <laughs> that's so fucking I was gonna say you're describing it I'm like that's from True Lies which by the way is one of the greatest action movies of all time That that's so funny you wanna blow two and a half hours in an afternoon just sit down and enjoy some True Lies this guy actually probably right the Blast 4 Blasphemy writes wrestling obviously I routinely check the oil of the GSD that lives across the street from me to stay sharp you know what that means check the oil it's it's like when you're wrestling and you like get behind a guy you, you like put your you put you make, you make like a what is this? Like a, you put your hand out and you put your right up up his ass. Okay. So it's called checking the oil. See, that's actually like with a the move. thumb. Yeah, with the thumb. I've never actually checked an oil or. Uh, okay. But had, yeah, and there's no such thing as boner timeouts either. But I've had coaches. Okay. I've had coaches tell us to do that. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, is that just to get him off you? Is that just to startle the shit out of him? Yeah. Well, it's just yeah. Basically, I, I would say that. Uh, so dog, wait a minute. So if a dog's coming at you, you basically have to dodge him and then thumb him in the asshole. Uh, Sam Tripoli told me that. Because I had to break up a dog fight one time. You stick your finger up his ass, and, and then that'll the dog, stop dog everything. Freaks out. I can see that. That's probably what I would do. But then the chief. But macros... you could use your dick if you want to. <laughs> I mean, just to be clear, in a dog fight, you got to just. Whip it out and fuck that dog, right? Uh, Chief Mac writes... That's how I end dog fights. Chief Mike writes, Taekwondo Doberman or Brazilian Jiu Shitsu. That's, that's kind of that's kind of Skip clever. the word, please. <laughs> <laughs> but this one's funny. Grand Rojo. Dogs are twice as susceptible to leg locks because they have four, four legs. legs. <laughs> that was funny. That was, that was, that was <laughs> so funny. Bad. I thought that was funny. I don't know. Then it keeps going on. But I don't know. These are actually pretty funny. I thought that was, that, that was a funny thread. You don't think that was funny? 
Not right. really. All mm. right. I don't know. I, maybe I was bored. It's amateur hour. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's not like Carl and Closer, but I'm You're but, loving it, though. I, Look I, at I was you. Laughing. You're I was laughing. It. It made me laugh. I, like the, I don't know. That, that was good. It was funny. It made me laugh. Yeah, there you go. People made me, like, sometimes they'll You are a good audience that way, though. What do you mean? You're an easy audience. I'm not an easy audience, but if something's funny, I don't know. I think you just gave some evidence to the contrary. <laughs> That's not really an audience. Those are guys on a on a thread. They're not trying that out at the improv, you know. That's but, what I'm saying, though. I mean, you're. Yeah, I, I'm an easy. I'm an easy audience. When I'm Thank when you. I'm in the mood. Yeah. When I'm in the mood, and you can make me laugh. Yeah. You know. You're usually a pretty good audience. I'm a very easy audience. I laugh at everything. It depends. I'm a lot of times I get mad at the crowd the crowd for laughing. I'm like, <laughs> like, I don't get mad at the comic for telling the joke. That's funny. That's how I felt about you just now reading those ridiculous comments. <laughs> I get mad at the, <laughs> I get mad at the crowd for Come on, certain... he's twice as vulnerable as Lug Lux. That's funny. I mean, Come come on. On. That was cute. That's he's cute. got four legs. That made me laugh. That made me laugh. It made me laugh. It made me laugh out loud while I was reading it in the elevator. It made me laugh. The only thing that made me laugh is that there's a move called the oil chain. <laughs> Checking your oil. Checking the oil. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it's fucking gross. And you do, I love it. You're willing to check the oil, but there's no boner time. I never, I'm not willing. I'm telling you that that's you, you love checking the oil. I don't, this I explains never. so many times you try to check my oil and I didn't know what was you're happening. Funny. You're hilarious. Have you, have you ever eaten a girl's butt or no? Yeah. Is that something you do to your, your girlfriend? No, no, I respect my wife. You what? My really? fiance, my fiance. So, what, why eating her butt isn't respecting? No, it's not respect, No, because I respect her. Huh. I eat the I eat the ass of filthy horse. Uh, that's, that's disgusting. <laughs> I'm kidding. I really am not into eating. And I'm talking about this on stage that I'll eat ass only directly out of the pool. That's the only time I'll eat ass because it's a freshly chlorinated Asian, asshole. Asian ass just is something I just don't. Otherwise, I'm not eating it. But if it's chlorinated, then I'll eat. I'll eat the ass. Yeah. Are you into titty banging? Not really. This one girl had like double G's. Those are some it's big titties. Huge. So I, 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 I titty. I was titty banging her. You could almost like tie an old man in a chair to it and watch him float away. It's, on a, it's a while chains. back, right? But it's like, like a, but the, I wasn't getting a lot of up. friction. The friction was bad because it's like, like it just wasn't like I don't know. Like it, I don't know. Anytime so I titty me, fuck somebody, I'm like, yeah, just put it in your mouth. She asked me to spit on it, right? Yeah. But so I, you spit on yeah, it. She spit. She wanted on me it. to spit on her boobs. Oh, I, I, which I couldn't do. So I just drooled. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. That would like, be funny if you would just spit on her tits and just you're a bad shot and just hit her in the fucking face. And she's like, I said, just spit on my fucking tits. Dude, if this, if this, if this podcast, like, I can't wait till Jaggy turns that one into a visual. You spitting in the girl's face. If this podcast goes viral because of the dentist stuff, people are gonna listen to this. Go, what the hell? What the fuck kind of podcast is this? What are they talking about? I thought it was an MMA podcast and talking about sex, threesomes, spitting on titties, eating assholes. Uh, the best, dude. The best threesome I ever had was in uh, Missouri. I did a Deja Vu comedy. Yeah, I wanted Do they even do comedy anymore? I don't do a Deja Vu? We yeah. did it, right? No, oh. I wanted to do it. They booked like everybody I know, like you and oh. Tripoli and everybody, and they had all the right recommendations. They would never book me. They they got mad because they, they had this feature that was trying to blow me out, which is fine. Try to do it. But he was doing this like musical closer. It was like this mm. black guy that was like, uh, this is the house music of reenacting us picking cotton and slavery. It was the most pandering, uh, and it was killing. Right. And it was like hard to follow the first couple minutes because it was like the crowd it was a club so right. the crowd got so into it that got eventually but it was like the club was like yeah well you know but, but you didn't have the greatest sets but then that was like six years ago I'd love to come back and, and do it because I, I I destroyed there when I yeah, was yeah no I hear the place is just wild but uh, these two girls from uh, I think they went to like this there's a, there's is this a booger like Timmy or something like that yeah there was a there's a club there's a college gig called like Mizzou right uh, which is like where Ben Ashkin went and Woodley and 
and then there's an all girls college, like Stevens College. There it is, right there. And these girls, from you Stevens, just go, you just go, you turn on Tinder, uh, and you sit in the middle of campus. It's unbelievable. They, these girls brought me back to their dorm room, and they're like, uh, they wanted to have a threesome. They're like, you better be good. We've done this before. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, no, let me sign the guest book. Where's that? <laughs> I was a lot of pressure, but I was like, fuck it, let's fuck it. it. I'm ready to compete. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah, you put you put them in a leg lock. <laughs> they're more. You, brought, you pulled them into guard. You pulled them into guard. Exactly. They're more susceptible. There's four legs. More susceptible leg locks. <laughs> so funny. You pulled them into guard. It was fucking wild. <laughs> it's so funny. So there's a bunch of fights coming up uh, this week. Uh, this week, actually, Joe Duffy's fighting Dustin Poirier. Oh, okay. Joe Duffy is fighting. There's some good Bellator stuff, but I guess we'll talk about that Thursday. Yeah. Closer to the weekend. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about that on Thursday. You know, so. Uh, what do I got this week? I'm actually started shooting my new TV show next week. I can't even talk about it because it hasn't been officially announced, but we started shooting next week. That's fantastic, man. And I'm excited. And I, I don't have to move either. Yeah. They're actually, I don't have to move. So that's a big... I was like, oh, that's right. You were going to have to change apartments, and now you don't have to. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah, better. Which is, which is huge. Yeah. That that's a not... huge pain in the ass. We talked about how, what it, I mean, moving is the worst. It's the worst. The worst. Especially because you got all, all the bills. Because like everything is like... To me, online, I I used to have checks, write out thousands of checks and send them in. And I'm like, I do it online. Right? Yeah, yeah. But the problem is when you move, you got to remember all your passcodes, and, and which I never do. It just takes forever. I'm not good at that. Dude, I keep a sheet, a handwritten sheet. With all your... Yeah, so that it's not online. It's not on my computer. It's not digitized. It is just a sheet of paper with the website. You know, You're with the, the website. degenerate I've ever met. Yeah, listen, because I never wanted... One, I realized this number of passcodes is getting out of control. You know? Yeah. And all, obviously, we all have that one generic one we use for shitty websites yeah, yeah, we don't yeah, care yeah. about. You know? But then you have the ones for all the stuff that you care about. And trying to remember them all is a huge pain. So I just keep a handwritten sheet. And I can't tell you, my girlfriend, who's incredibly organized, right? Yeah. My fiance, she she was like, I can't believe you just you keep a handwritten list that's so old, right? Oh, whatever. And then all the time, she's like, oh, I don't know my password. I can't remember my password. I'm like, well, if you'd written that motherfucker down, you, you might be able to fucking access your shit right now. Because you always think you're going to remember but you never fucking remember. So never. just keep a handwritten list. It's the best thing you can possibly do. So John Jones has been getting glowing reviews for his community service with kids. Good he's for been, him. He's been going to going to schools. Showing them how to do coke properly. <laughs> like, listen, kids, you don't want to snort out of anything lower than a $20 bill. Because so that shit's otherwise been handled by the homeless. <laughs> you definitely want 20 and higher. When I met John Jones, he couldn't have been nicer. This is before he anyone knew who he was. But uh, I, I knew he was but it was like yeah he, you know and then you just you just saw i saw him the next year year after he could just see the entourages were getting bigger yeah yeah the yeah. ego was getting bigger but uh you know it, it's a shame i think he'll be back and uh yeah but when uh, they're, they're gonna i what from what i hear 2016 from what i hear is madison square garden is gonna have they're they're finally making mma legal in new york this is just rumors by the way they're gonna have, they have, but if you look at the calendar, they have April something marched out, like locked out in MSG. Okay. Him being from New York, that's gonna be. It, they're gonna baby. have him back there. Yeah. Wyman's from New York, uh, so if Wyman beats Rockhold, or even if it's, it loses and it's a rematch or whatever it is, yeah. So that's gonna be the big uh, thing. Now, um, that's gonna be awesome. I know him and Daniel Cormier have been in a uh, Twitter feud already. Really? Yeah, because Cormier says he needs time off. Uh, he he needs to he needs to take a, take a, a, a break from fighting. I understand that. Yeah. At the same time, when you're the champ, you can't take a break. Then you can't take a break. Yeah. Honestly, if you if you're ranked second, third, fourth, fifth, you can take breaks. The champion, 
I'm sorry. You got to defend your title. You can't take a break. Yeah. No, this is your business. This is your life. You're at the top. And the whole business is about either defending the top or getting to the top. What's the point of a guy wanting to get a title shot if you're going to take a break? Yeah. I mean, you can't just do, you can't do that. You, you can't, can't just leave the whole business hanging like, wait here, guys. I got to go. Now that I'm champion, I'm going to go yeah. relax. No. no this you're is, right. So him and uh, him and Cormier are going at it on Twitter. Uh, I mean, well, he should tell he should tell Corbyn, hey man, you want a break? Here's some coke. You're gonna get the break you want. <laughs> yeah. So here's what happened. So yeah. So like, Jones, have him call me. I got a guy. So here's and what he's happened. a good so, guy. Best stuff in Hollywood. So Cormier, uh, John Jones is something to that, and then Cormier responds and goes, "I will take my time. I've been fighting against the best in the world, not dealing with nonsense. Our time is coming. Hashtag grow up. Hashtag you're not a kid." Uh, well, like, you could try and shame him, like you're stop being immature. It's not going to make him stop. Yeah, right. you know that, that doesn't mean you're you've made yourself look so mature. Like, oh, he's a uh, Brock Lesnar says he's today he that he uh, <laughs> he's gone back to farming. Uh, no, no, <laughs> he said that uh, that guy's huge, man. Watching him take a beating was weird. Yeah, he, he's he, he said that he he said that if if he didn't get diverticulitis, which is true, he still would be throwing people around and dropping them on their heads. You know. Brock Lesnar was an enigma. I mean, he was the man. However, he did not like getting hit. Nope. And whether because he had comas in the in the U in the WWE or whatever, you know, Brock Lesnar maybe may have the fight would have been different against Cain Velasquez. I still see him losing that fight, even if he hadn't got that. I mean, he was a different fighter when he came back. Yeah. He got the articulitis. He came back. Shane Carwin fight, he was not the same. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have that same mean streak in his eye that he had against Frank Mir. When Dude, he... that's the thing. Like, the Frank Mir, the Frank Mir won and two, but really two. Yeah. When he pinned him and, in that crucifix and just pounded his face yeah. for like three minutes. It wasn't a crucifix, but yeah, I know you're talking Or whatever about. it was. Uh, but, but I mean, that was that was what you were expecting from him going forward well, that every was like, time. Yeah, that, that was like definitive Lesnar. that Brock Lesnar and he hadn't gotten sick and went to the hospital and came back and found Jesus and everything else. He was like a naked that the major league. Remember Major League? Uh, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. When that guy found Jesus, uh, the the black guy who in the Allstate commercials who was like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he was like so nice afterwards. He was like, uh, what was his name? He, was he, he the one that Joe Boo? Yeah, Joe when, Boo when, when was the Joe, god yeah, yeah. that he worshipped uh, and was like, you lied to me, Joe Boo. Yeah, no, but, yeah. When, but when he came back in the second one, he was so nice. That's how Brock was when he came back. He, right, he wasn't right. the same guy. He wasn't. It was so strange. You're it right. Was, that design. Just pound guys was gone, and he and watching him get hit all of a sudden, free like you could see fear in his eyes. You like, see how a lot, is this though. giant you see afraid it. of anything? But uh, but also then all of a sudden the stories came out from uh, Pat Barry, other guys that were like people that spar with Brock had to sign contracts saying they wouldn't hit him. Right, uh, they, he didn't like being hit, and you know what, Brock Lesnar, he he was that. Bu- I wouldn't say he was a bully, but he was he had that that. That huge guy. There was nobody to bully Brock. Yes. Brock Lesnar was a, a fucking enormous. Even in wrestling back in the day, yeah, yeah, there yeah. was nobody to bully him. Yeah. He was the big guy. And you don't know how you're going to respond to get hit until you get hit. get hit. And when you're getting hit by heavyweights, you're getting hit by guys like Kim yeah. Velasquez. You're getting hit by guys like Shane Carwin. I just remember That's... him doubled over with his hand up, like, don't hit me, don't yeah. hit me. I was like, what the fuck yeah, happened no. to Brock Lesnar? It, it was, it was kind of sad. Um, it was very strange. So I couldn't believe it. I, I do wish. And I was I, a huge fan. I feel like we we all got robbed by him, ba- him, 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 him getting sick and look he's back in the WWE let's be honest we got robbed by Jesus he's making he's making a Jesus lot of, stole a great fighter from. he's making a lot of people happy and put you know. all that joy in his heart now I gotta give the guy credit though because he didn't have to fight and same with CM Punk 
uh, who may not fight. But look, these guys made a ton of money in pro wrestling. Yeah, uh, yeah, it takes a lot on their body, a lot of toll on their whatever. But they didn't have to go fight. The the fact that these guys are like, you know what? I want to see how tough I really am, yeah. and possibly get embarrassed in front of the whole world by being. I don't think they ever think at- they have a chance of getting embarrassed. Yeah, I think you do. I think they think that they're going to go out there and show everybody how badass they really are. There's always that fear of getting embarrassed. There's always that fear. Uh, Well, maybe if you're getting your oil changed. (laughs) Oil checked. (laughs) Now, uh, also, um, so uh, Kevin Lee, so they, now on the main card. The Motown Phenom? No, yeah. So now on the main card of Paige Van Zandt versus Joanne Calderwood. Paige, by the way, stop following me on Twitter. I don't know what happened there. Maybe she got upset or something. She didn't want you to direct message her. I I was trying to get her on the show. Yeah. And she didn't want to come on the show. Whatever. So Paige Van Zandt. her and uh, so she's fighting Joanne Calderwood uh, that Thursday, December tenth, and I think JoJo is going to win. I'm sorry, I just think that she's going to win. Uh, so on the same card now, Sage Northcutt is on that card, of course. And somebody, the says, Golden Boy, it looks like a Twilight photo, yeah, right? Yeah. Like that, that, that he's poster. glittering and shit. He's, he's fighting a guy named something Fister. Uh, with a, <laughs> that I, guy, will check your oil. I'm not even kidding. That guy, will check your oil. That's a Fister. He's fighting Fister. Oh, I hope that's what he does to this kid. But it, it's like P F I S T E R. It's not like of course. But yeah, this is like I'll show you. Look, uh, he's the heir to the Fister Fawcett fortune. So, and I guess. Uh, Fister. God, Northcutt. I just really want somebody to break his nose. Well, like of, smash it. The thing about Fister is he lost <laughs> he to... He likes to get his hands in. He lost to James Moonsfari, who is a good fighter, karate guy, who Kevin Lee beat up really bad. Okay. Kevin Lee really wanted the Northcutt fight. I was going to say, where is a Kevin Lee fighting? Kevin Lee has been that calling... That seems like it would be a natural fight, He's too, been calling out... He's a phenom. There's another well, phenom. no one really thing. knows Kevin Lee, but he's been calling out Sage Northcutt like crazy. Yeah. Uh, he's saying this is a spoiled white kid. He's going he's to have the shortest run in the UFC. And I found out that even though he can do crazy flips and he's training... You know, this dude, he's a great karate guy. As a high school senior... Uh, word is, according to Front Row Brian and a couple other people, he was 16 and 10 as a, in wrestling yeah. in Texas. It's not a good record. 10 losses as a high school senior is not very good. But uh, the, but but wrestling he, isn't his wasn't his fo- isn't his focus still. Okay, he, he, a guy like Kevin Lee who uh, had had college wrestling experience, who I think was the state champ of Michigan or something, or like just a good wrestler. I think Kevin Lee would... People are saying, he's going to kill you, Kevin Lee. I don't think so. I, I don't think... So Kevin Lee actually... Uh, Kevin Lee writes to Sage Northcutt, you can't be protected forever. And then he writes, of course, and then with like the hearts with the crying, the little emojis, <laughs> of course they give Sage Cody Fister, the worst lightweight on the roster. Shake my head. Uh, yeah. And he put a picture of the Fister getting knocked out, a poster of it, uh, going, "This is the guy." You probably never heard of Fister, and he, but he's the guy on the ground, and he's the co-main <laughs> and the co-main in Las Vegas event. Uh, so the, Kevin Lee really wants this fight against Cody Northcutt. He, you know well, what? I don't know that talking's helping him though at this point. I, I tell you what, a lot of people are listening to Kevin. Kevin Lee was not in the news two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, he's really using this kid as. A way to get relevant, yeah. and he should be relevant. He's got he's got one loss to Ali Aquinta. I think a short notice fight he took. He had I Al Hurt. He came back. He lost the fight. It was a close fight. Yeah, and since then he, he he's not lost. Uh, he's and he's beat and he's won impressively. He beat James Mufari. He's a tough guy, Kevin Lee. Yeah, uh, we we met him. Yeah, in Vegas. yeah great nice, guy. Yeah, nice yeah, kid. Yeah. Married, head on straight. Yeah, good camp. 
keep talking, Kevin Lee, because people are starting to really hate him. Uh, this Northcut? No, Kevin. Oh, really? All these people. Right, are, hey, listen, turn into the villain. If you can't be the hero, be the villain. Yeah, he, they're, they're, but I guarantee a lot of people are going to secretly root for Kevin Lee to beat up this cause, because they. But first, this kid's going to beat up this other, this uh, Fister. Fister. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, they probably look. They, the kid's nineteen years old. He's a good-looking kid, and they want to bring all those viewers. Listen, this is a pure business. Remember, this is an entertainment industry. Yeah. Okay. They need market share. They need to develop new names. This guy's young. He's good-looking. They need young audience. They got to refresh the audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? They can't rely. I mean, they lost everybody that was into that first wave with with the with uh, Rampage. All those those guys are gone. Then this wave didn't produce as many stars. They got John Jones. Yeah. You know, uh, but they don't have as many. stars stars as that range did so they gotta have stars yeah and this kid is a star but problem is a lot of the fans like like the guys who should be stars mighty mouse johnson yeah uh tj dillashaw they're not resonating with the fans and I mean, they, that's they why should... conor mcgregor moved up so fast because like oh my god he's a star he's a star Let and they shine. should be some people just have that it factor you yeah. know on a, on, a, on a purely purest standpoint i like watching johnson fight Demetrius johnson and listen you know? this kid but... this sage northcut uh, oh my god i'd bang him come Come on. He's so hot. You would bang him, He's honestly? He's adorable. I mean, I'd bang him. I wouldn't let him bang me. <laughs> well, that's our show today, guys. Uh, <laughs> we want to thank American Icon Autographs, A-I-A-S-E.com. Hey, Sean. What's up, buddy? Celebrity memorabilia and events. Tip a fighter. Fighters are underpaid, and we can make a difference, people. Yeah. Tip a fighter. Go to their roster. Go to tipafighter.com. Find out who is on their roster. Well, just hey, listen. You win some money on these guys, just go to tip a fighter, see if they're on there, throw them some, just throw them some ducats. Right. Uh, Thursday we have uh, we have a good we have a great show Thursday uh, we have Ashley Evan Smith mm. back in studio mm. uh, as well she's gorgeous she, have, have, have you met her was she the one that we had right yeah here? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah she's, she's, gorgeous. Yeah, she's gorgeous awesome but she's like married or no no that was Leslie Smith oh Ashley Evan Smith has a tattoo that says Rebel Girl actually she's not gonna be in the studio scratch that she'll be here next week uh, but we do have on Thursday <laughs> Stephen Thompson the Karate Guy. And he's uh, gorgeous too. <laughs> he, he is gorgeous, and we have other people as well on the show. So thank you guys. Oh, so by the much. way, Al uh, Jabron, uh, who's the guy from yesterday? Guy from yesterday? Oh, Al Alan Juban. Juban. Yes. Juban. That guy. <laughs> Is good looking. <laughs> yeah, Alan Juban will be on next week. Uh, we, so. Yeah, he unfortunately because we had to move, we we had, yeah. but he dropped by and we hung out with him for a little while. And that, he, what did you say? He's a Versace model. Versace model. Jeez, please, good. nice guy. Too. They need to bottle his sweat and sell it. Super nice guy. That so uh, good looking. Thank you guys for listening. Him uh, and Northcut should make. They should make. You know, they made the porno video about Ronda Rousey. Yeah, they should make one with <laughs> Northcut and and Jabron, <laughs> a gay one. With those two, two oh dudes, God. they uh, could call it Upper North Cut. Upper North Cut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in my jaboni. In my jaboni. In my jaboni. Listen, guys. Thank you. That's great. Thank you. Anyway, so, thank you so much. Set the sage on fire. Yes. Go to adamhunter.com. Find out where I'm performing. Greg Wilson. Where can people find you? Uh, follow me on Twitter at the Greg Wilson because I'm terrible about updating my website. And uh, by the way, uh, the 30th of October, I'm headlining the. Hollywood Improv at eight o'clock. Oh, but you know what? Go to my you watch my video. I've got so much great stand great stand up clips on YouTube. Go to my YouTube. It's slash the Greg Wilson and uh, watch some of my stand up comedy. You're not going to be disappointed. Thank you guys so much. Take care. Bye.